Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens. Here's a note for people new to our format. Fire Breathing Kittens is not a sequential story. Each episode is its own separate adventure. Shows with standalone adventures are sometimes called anthologies. You might be familiar with anthology-like shows in a variety of genres such as Saturday Night Live, Midsummer Murders, Doctor Who, CSI, American Horror Story, Monty Python's Flying Circus, Black Mirror, Whose Line Is It Anyway, The Twilight Zone, etc. For anthology series like these, each episode is a separate, complete adventure. The episodes can be mysteries, action adventures, tragedies, comedies. Please don't feel like you need to listen to our adventures in order. If you encounter one that doesn't make you happy, skip it. There are others that you might enjoy. Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a standalone Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate, complete adventure, so you can listen to them in any order. We are joined by Cliff. Uh, g'day. Yep, I'm Cliff. I'm a level one dwarf druid. I have bright blue eyes, uh, curly blonde, messy hair, and a bushy beard. Uh, a ready smile. I'm always a bit grubby, um, but I try to stay neat. Uh, kind of wear green and grey and brown clothes. Uh, I've got a wooden shield, which is painted with a scene of, of stylized mountains and a gnarled wooden staff. And on my backpack is a chicken. <laughs> Duly noted. Um, and then we have Olive. Hi, I'm Olive. I'm a human height lizard, much like a crocodile walking on two legs. I've got a big smile and I'm wearing a puffy white t-shirt and baggy brown pants. I have no weapons visible as I'm a level... Oh, are we level one? Level one monk. And Landis. Hi, I'm Landis. I am a level one half-elf cleric following a Scylla. I have a, a light hammer and a shield, and my armor looks like it hasn't seen much battle. I have dirty blonde hair, and the best comparison to me would be, think, a frat boy at a religious university. Understood. You are all at the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild Hall. This is a large wooden building with a bar along one side of the main room, a sitting area with wooden tables and chairs, and on the far wall, a large cork board with job flyers typically posted. Unfortunately, you do notice that you're all rolling out of bed a bit late tonight. We'll let you decide why. And the guild hall seems remarkably empty, just like the job flyer board. How are you all feeling? Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not one to uh, really pay that much attention to the clock, as time is a construct. Uh, but... <laughs> I am disappointed if we've missed all of the jobs. Mm. I am a little hungover, honestly. Uh, party too hard last night. Um, I am kind of disappointed that we didn't get our jobs in, but I guess that just means we have to go back to partying now. Well, there is a bar. Olive stretches her arms. She was sleeping in the sun and walks up to the bar and orders chicken blood. We have that in stock. I drink my chicken blood looking at someone's backpack for some reason. Well, look, as long as the uh, chickens weren't, you know, made to suffer as they gave up their blood, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm completely oblivious to that exchange. I was going to get a mead. 
I believe you just heard a knocking at the door. Oh. Just gotta get it. Great. Um, I haven't been... I haven't been with the guild long, so do we answer the door, or are there people that answer the door for us? I'll just get it. Yeah. I gotta get it. Hello. Bye, Cliff and Landis. Olive waits here, finishing the chicken blood very quickly, but I don't want to spill it on myself. Now you get the door, Landis. I'll just back you up. I'll be back here. <laughs> All right. With one hand, I open the door. With the other hand, I'm drinking my mead that I have. So, stranger... A young elf man wearing green and silver livery steps in, surrounded by two of his cohorts, which look very similar. He eyes you a bit disdainfully with your meat in your hand and says, Hello, is this the Fire-Breathing Kittens Guild? Yeah. It is. G'day. How can we help you? He sniffs. Well, it's not me you can help, but your presence has been requested by Lady Ashcroft. Please follow me. Cool. Yeah, sure. Right. On it. He turns on his heel and marches back towards a gilded carriage, again, shining in silver and emerald colors, the same as the livery, and gestures towards it. Uh, Olive. Olive. She uh, she just finishes her chicken blood. She's been drinking the whole time. Slams the glass down on the bar counter and heads out the door. Great. I uh, hold the door open for everybody. And as they're leaving, I held up my hand for like a high five so that we can uh, start the mission off right. All right. I'll have high fives you. This she's used to this from sports. I I will uh I'll I'll gesture for you to lower the high five a bit because I am shorter than you. Quite a bit shorter. Uh yeah, I didn't even think about that, but like I'll lower it. Thanks. Great. Cheers. Great. Wow. Cool, a job. You hope. <laughs> you so all who- very trustingly get into the carriage. <laughs> It starts trundling along through the city. The The guardsmen don't really seem to talk to you a whole lot. They're, they're very stiff. And you go through most of the city and end up in one of the, the most expensive portions. Olive, Olive puts her tail on the seat next to her and kind of like a, a cat, you know, like puts its tail up in the air and then like back down. And I like, how attractive are these guards? I mean, they're elves. If you're into that type, they, they, they look like elves. So if I accidentally bump one of them with one of my tail, like with my, my tail swipes, like, what do they do? Mm. He uh, almost inaudibly gives another disdainful sniff and scooches away from you. <sighs> okay, my tail stops smacking random people. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they're snooty. Can't yeah. can't really get past that. Um, suddenly, the uh, the carriage stops and a gate opens up. You see a large stone wall with a wrought shiny silver metal gate um, that swings open, and you see extensive uh, estate grounds spread out before you. Lots of uh, rolling hills and little forest glens. Um, as well as in the background of this estate, a large stone manor with a multitude of latticework windows. Wow. Fancy. The, the carriage starts moving forward again and stops in front of, of the house. And the door pops open, seemingly on its own. Uh, well, um, 
I guess uh, this is our stop. Uh, thanks for the lift. Uh, what was the name of the lady that summoned us? Um, the guard looks at you unbelievingly. Lady Ashcroft. Lady Please Ashcroft. don't forget it in her presence. Got it. Ashcroft. Like, uh, d- like dirty, dirty gray past fire at the top of a house. <laughs> yes, that, that, that would be it. Got it. Got it. The I carriage swiftly moves away. All right. Well, open door. Nothing to do but go in it, I guess. Uh, well, the door is currently closed. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so you're standing in front of this manor. What would you like to do? Well, look. Um, I'm going to go knock, I guess. Should, like, um, Olive, do you know anything about, like, ladies? I mean, like, <laughs> noble ladies. Or Landis. Um... Hmm. From the guild records, I think Lady Ashcroft has hired the fire-breathing kittens before. Wasn't she the one who had that son who owns that club? Who... Club? Yeah. Right? That's... Someone's been reading the guild records. I think if you want to recall too much, you might have to roll a history check, though. Okay, I roll a history check to see how much... Of... Oh, my gosh. So remember how I used to play Pidge, who was so great at history? <laughs> Um, that's an eight. <laughs> so. You vaguely recall that there may be some records available, but not the specifics of this one. Yeah. You might have to go talk to the guildmaster if you want more information about that that quest. But that does explain why I hopped right in the carriage. I was like, oh, okay, former employer. Yeah. At least I I seem less stupid for going on a, a ride with... <laughs> okay, so yes. I, I go up to the door and I knock on it because I'm like, this is a former employer. And I'm like... You remember that she did not kill us last time. Yeah, she didn't kill us last time, so... (laughs) Okay. Uh, None of those thoughts have crossed through my head. I'm just down for whatever. (laughs) That's very open permission in this game. (laughs) Okay, so you knocked on the door, and you are met by a much older elf man um, in a shiny black suit with very shiny shoes who answers the door and says, Hello? Who are you? Uh, Hi, we're with the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild. We were summoned here. Just brought in the carriage. Lady Ashcroft asked for us. Specifically us. I was expecting the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild, but I do not recognize you. Prove it. Oh, I've got a tattoo on my arm, uh, but it is under my hide armor. Olive's is on the back of her hand, so she lifts her left hand and shows you the back of the palm. Ah. I did not realize there were more than the three originals that we met before. Duly noted. My name is Alfred. Come along. Wait, wait. Where's Landis's tattoo? <laughs> oh, mine is uh, on the upper bicep of my right arm. Okay. Surrounded by some uh, tribal markings and stuff that I think look cool. <laughs> Very frat boy. <laughs> frat boy. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Alfred has turned on his heel and walked into the house. I'll follow. What do you do? You're all very trusting. All right. Um, He leads you through this gigantic house. You notice that it almost still feels like you're outside. Uh, All of the walls are rough-hewn stone and wood. There seem to be plants growing out of every available surface. And one wall even seems to have a natural waterfall cascading down down the the rock surface. Um, Eventually, he leads you to uh, an office 
where you see a woman with her back to you. She's sitting at a desk writing something. He walks into the room and clears his throat. He clears his throat again, looking at you all pointedly. Oh, I th- uh, hello. G'day. Um, we're with the fire-breathing kittens, uh, your ladyship. We've been summoned, and here we are. Uh, the woman sets down her pen and turns around very gracefully. You notice that she appears somewhat elf-like. Uh, however, she has silvery brown skin and green hair that goes almost to the floor. It seems to have flowers growing out of it uh, with rounded dark green petals and small small white blossoms that smell vaguely like vanilla. She walks over to you and uh, and says, oh, thank you for coming. You look very different than the last time I met you. Uh, were, 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 were Pidge and, and the others not available this time? Oh, yeah. yeah. Pidge is like a millionaire now. She just, she's got her own shoe farm off in the Tamuli Wood. You know, she, she's probably brokering big business deals for shoe purchases right now. No matter. The Fire Breathing Kittens Guild has always been very helpful to my family, and I've come to call on you again. Uh, this time, it seems that my daughter has gone missing. Lady. Your daughter? <laughs> You gotta keep better track of your kids, lady. <laughs> oh, I'm, I, uh, your ladyship, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Olive didn't mean it. Uh, lovely, like I really love what you've done with your house here. Wow, I'm really big on the outdoors as well. But tell us more about your missing daughter. <sighs> she starts to wring her hands nervously, and she says, "Honestly, I have no idea what happened." Uh, She's she's very young, much too young to to have gone anywhere on her own the way um, the way my son did back then. Uh, she's only eleven one. She disappeared two days ago. Her room is untouched. You know, her, all of her belongings are still here, uh, but she's she's just vanished. Of course, my son doesn't speak to me much anymore. I I I would hope that she may have gone to visit him, but I can't be sure. Honestly, I'm not sure he's the best influence for her, and if that's where she is, I would be very grateful if you all could return her home. This is well, an out-of-character question. I thought they got along after we, like, reunited the son with, you know? Yeah, kind of. Kind of? Were they just she still not... doesn't approve of his boyfriend or the club. Huh. That stinks. I kind of hoped they would get along. All right. Oh, um, it's a gay sex club, you guys. All right. So, um, we did not let me traumatize them later. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd give them the information. Its name the is club Bounce. part was going to be very optional this time. Okay. All right. Um, there you go. You can choose now what you're choosing. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Back into character. Sorry, I just just wanted to know. Okay. Yes, she uh, she wanders over to one of the plants in the walls that seems to be wilting, and as she as she strokes it, a, a a green mist seems to come from her fingers, and the plant livens up and starts to blossom again. As she's idly tending the plant, she says, "Well, kittens, will you help me again?" Absolutely, without a doubt. Reuniting a lost baby with her mother seems like the perfect job for us. Ah, perfect. She 
grabs a picture off of her desk and hands it over to you. It shows a girl that looks very similar to her. Uh, however, instead of the vanilla orchid flowers in her hair, she has uh, dark purple berries clustered uh, from branches that seem to twine out of, out of hers. She has an appearance of a roughly um, 11-year-old human girl. What were the name of your son and daughter? Uh, my son is Alondro. Uh, I'm afraid I don't know the exact location of where he lives anymore. Um, however, his his partner is Allegretto Vieno. Uh, my daughter's name is Alessandria. Eleven is too young to be missing for two days. That's not good. This is bad. Yeah, I hope I hope she's okay. Does she get on with her brother? Like, do they have much contact without you knowing about it or with you knowing about it? Well, it was only last year that Alondro left the household. Before that, yes, they were thick as thieves. They they always got along splendidly. That's why I can only assume that's where she would go. She She doesn't really know anyone else outside of our professional business contacts. What was she wearing when you last saw her, and when did you last see her? Uh, I believe she was wearing a green sundress, uh, and the last I saw her, she was in her room two days ago. Um, she she had been sitting down to do her homework. So does she... Do you think maybe we could check out her room? Absolutely. Does she have tutors or, like, um, a nanny? Well, we have a large staff here at the household. Several of them are assigned to her. But no one has noticed anything unusual. Like Landis said, let's go to her room. All right. Alfred leads you down to her room. Oh, is his name Alfred? And, uh, okay, and yes, his Alfred. name is Alfred. Okay. I guess I'm just going to look around for any like letters or um, maps or anything that can give a clue where she might want to be. You see... Uh, a bed, uh, several dressers, a, a large closet. She has Make a lot of clothes. Make him roll and tell him more or less, depending on what his role is. Oh, yeah. Investigation check. That's <laughs> right. Go ahead and roll. Ooh. Not very good at those. Oh, 17, though, after the modifying. Ah. Specifically, you notice a desk with several open books and papers, mostly on druidism. Mm. This seems like a good bunch. These guys, I really, really <laughs> approve. <laughs> Yes, I'm here. Can I do a perception check specifically for signs of forced entry at the window? Absolutely. Oh, that's a seven. Um. <laughs> that's fine. It You <laughs> notice that the window is still closed and appears intact. Okay. It doesn't look like anyone smashed it and broke in to get her. Uh-huh. Anything else you guys want to look for? She didn't take any clothes with her, like... I check under her pillow. Sometimes people leave things under their pillow. Hmm. You see a an oak leaf that seems to have been magically preserved. It almost appears to be made out of something like ceramic now, although you can tell that it was once natural. Cool. I found an oak leaf. Great. <laughs> Look how magically it's been preserved. Wow. Hey, wait. This is, is there druidic, any druidic, um, like, signs or, I, I'm a druid, I speak druidic. I have a good sniff of the oak leaf for any druid signs. Roll for that. Roll nature. 
Oh boy. Oh, that's a 19. That's very good. You do detect a hint of magic about it, and you can tell that it's very similar to druidism, but not quite the same. Ah, uh, someone not quite on the path. Right, got it. Well, I'm stumped. What was okay. the result of that map check? I forget. Any, like, letters map? or maps? Yeah, what was the result of that? I forget. Ah, the, uh, the desk, that the, the girl actually does study druidism. Does she have any maps? No, there are no maps nearby. Because sometimes druids wander off into the woods. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't usually use maps. Great. Because, like, <laughs> when you wander, like, as a druid, when you wander into the woods, you're not seeking to go where the civilized people would go, people that use maps. You're seeking the wilds so that you can become one with nature. To see what the universe brings you. A woman bustles in with some fresh sheets and she says, oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'll, I'll come back later. No, no, please stay. Um, hi. What's your name? Oh, oh I'm, I'm just a member of the household staff. Nobody important. Oh, um, I'll call you Sally then. <laughs> <laughs> As you wish, master. Sally, uh, you change these sheets often. Every day, it's my job. But even though um, Alessandra's missing, you still change the sheets? Absolutely. She could come back at any time. So was It's there... my job to make sure she has fresh sheets. But, like, was there a mess here that you've since cleaned up? Because it's your <sighs> job? Uh, she's, she's a very clean girl. Uh, I, 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 I can't complain of, of, of anything at all. Did you get on with her? Did you see this oak leaf when you were changing the sheets? She says, I'm not sure. She seems nervous. I would like to do an insight check. Yeah. Roll for that. 23. You can tell that she is lying. She knows about that oak leaf. Hmm. I use this information to checks what my intimidation skill is negative one i use this information to try to get close to her by playing dumb i go oh well it looks quite delicious to a crocodile like me and i slowly go to crunch and destroy the oak leaf letting her respond ah uh, she says oh uh the, the mistress would be very unhappy if her belongings got destroyed maybe just give that back to me I hold it above my mouth, dangling it, taunting her, saying, Oh, but if it's no big deal, and if it means nothing to her, then why don't I just taste it? She she <laughs> breaks down and says, Yeah, it, it may mean something to her. I believe it was a gift from her brother. You know he is an oak dryad, after all. Aha. I remove the oak leaf ceramic, a clearly not delicious thing, from near my mouth. <laughs> and I hand it back to Landis. What's an oak dryad? Who are you asking? I guess everyone. I'm not a druid. I don't oh. know what's going on. It sounds like a type of dryad, specifically of the oak. Uh, yeah, so Alessandra had the berries in her hair. Oak dryad might be like oak-based rather than berry bush or berry tree-based. Alfred chimes in and says, yes, every dryad has a base plant. It, it's somewhat random. Usually it begins to express itself uh, around the age of 50 or so. 
Cool. So, the, you, so Sally. Uh, Sally, was it? Yeah. Yes, Master. Um, did you find this here originally and leave it for her, or were you putting it there after she had left? That has been under her pillow for the last year. I do not disturb it. Gotcha. Hmm. So her leaving without taking it would be kind of suspicious. Oh, absolutely. I, I, none of us know what happened. One moment she was doing homework, and uh, when, when her caretaker came to put her to bed for that night, she was simply gone. No trace of anything left in the room. Was the room locked? Absolutely. Everything. I, we've already gone through the police. That's, that's why we, we called the kittens. Everything has been checked. No one can find any possible way for her to have gone in or in or out. Maybe oh. we should, maybe we should have a look at these books that she was studying. Sometimes, uh, so I'm led to believe from dwarf stories, uh, if you read too avidly, you can I don't know fall into a book or something. Yes, that's a great idea. Can we please have a moment alone inside the room to check it out? Do you mind, Alfred and Sally, if you just stand outside the door for a second? They both briskly leave. Excellent. Okay, so thank you for that excuse. Definitely going to check the books as well. Anyone else concerned that she's like wedged under a floorboard or something? Oh, no. I hadn't. I hadn't thought about it. But <laughs> are these are these floors wooden? <laughs> Let's check them right now. <laughs> so I would. Uh, go ahead. I, I would like to check. Do a dead body sweep. I'm using my nose. I'm <laughs> sorry. It'd be that's, so much. That's definitely a roll. Okay, uh, investig- er, perception, because I just want to sniff and sure. and scrabble. I'm testing all the floorboards for looseness. You know, I'm, I'm testing the closet. I'm looking in the ceiling. 21. Okay, you, you see a lot going on in this room and smell a lot of things. Uh, you do smell a faint scent of smoke, barely detectable. Um, but... The room itself, no, no bodies. It's actually a slate flagstone floor um, that seems to be set in, into a, a stone base underneath it. Uh, there aren't really ceiling tiles. You, we're in a vaulted room with exposed wooden beams. Um, you see a lot of air plants hanging from from the beams up up in the in the sunlight, shining through some skylights. And uh, there is a large closet, but again, there doesn't seem to be any paneling or anything that anyone could hide behind. Okay, so if she had any secret compartments, I would have found those too, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so I tell you guys about the smoke, which appears stronger in this bedroom than it does in the hallway outside. True. It was not detectable anywhere else. Hmm. Ah, secret smoker. Got it. (laughs) How are those books? Oh, yeah, I'm looking at the them? books. Okay, are you, what are you doing with them? Uh, well, let's pick up the one that's on top and uh, just kind of uh, place it up to my face and try and fall into it. <laughs> Your nose bumps into the book. Ah. You observe that this is an explanation of a... Third level druidic spell, talk to plants. Oh, God, she's so advanced. Oh, wow. <laughs> At 11, has she has she been casting higher level spells than you? Yeah, she's 11-1, I believe, so... 
Yes, she is. Uh, she's like twice my age, at least. Dryad's <laughs> age approximately equivalently to elves. So I expect if she's been like really into druidism, as everyone should be, uh, that she's getting on to the really talking to the things that know what's going on in the world, which is the plants. Mm. Well, cool. All of a sudden, the oak leaf in in someone's hand, who has it? Landis. It suddenly converts back into a regular planty oak leaf, somewhat as if the magic in it has has been severed. Mm. Yeah, I, I let everybody know about that. Guys, this is uh, it's different than it used to be. Landis, what did you do? It's less magical. I don't think I did anything, but I don't, I don't really know. Were you were you shaking it? I was just holding it. I promise. I mean, like I was I was looking at it and kind of moving it around and things. I wasn't shaking it too heavily or anything. Are you showing it to the to the other players? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just holding it out so they can see, flipping it over and stuff. As 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 you watch, it seems to dry out and shrivel up. Guys, I'm killing it. Oh no, oh no, drop it. What are you doing, Landis? Cliff, take this. Give it to me. <laughs> Cliff, take it. There, there, little leaf. There, there. Um, get better. Uh, oh, Aww. I think it's gone. I think Aww. we lost it, guys. <laughs> The door bursts open again, and uh, Sally and Alfred come back in and say, What happened? I'm crying. <laughs> the leaf died. The leaf. It's dead. <laughs> it died. Alfred inspects it and says, This does not bode well for Alandro. Oh, well, maybe we should check on him then. As I mean, mm. to be fair, that's where we were told she might be, so we should probably rule that out before we fall into the books. Makes sense. Lady Ashcroft didn't know exactly where to find him, though. So do either of you know his location or around about where he would be? No, no one in the household knows the location. Only that he had run away to be with, uh, with Mr. Vienno. Gosh. Do we, the fire-breathing kittens, know his location because of the guild records? There, there are several means that you could go about to find the location. I could. I will leave it to you to figure out how the, how how to do that. Yeah. Is Allegretto a member of a large family like uh, Ashcroft? Like, would he have records anywhere? Are you trying to roll a history check? Sure. Okay, roll a history check. Uh, let's see. Nineteen. Hmm. You have heard the name before. You know that he is not part of. A large family, but he does have some dealings with the semi-criminal underbelly of the city. Mm. Not like bad stuff, just like... Mm. <laughs> like what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, people raid his club a lot. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, fully open trading. Got it. Yeah, True who knows? capitalism. <laughs> There, there, there may have been some some minor drug busts at his club before. Eh, you know, it's really more police business than 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 kitten business. Do you tell us that you know about his club? Yeah. Oh, in front of the maid. And so the question is, do you tell us in front of Alfred and Sally, or do you wait until we're alone, Landis? Um, I think I'll wait till we go 
do some more investigations. Like if we're going back to the guild hall to do some research over there, I'll tell you like on the way back or when we're out of earshot of the family or their servants. Okay, I'll facilitate that. Alfred, Sal, you've done such a good job. Thank you so much. Anything else, Cliff? Just, uh, yeah, can I take some of these books as clues? <laughs> well, in absolutely. There's, in case there's she's nothing special them. about them. They're all replaceable. Okay, great. You Thanks. obtained books on druidism. Wow. This They're is not going fancy. really well. They're valued at one gold each. <laughs> Cliff, did you do that? Like, to learn more about druidism? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Like, and also, I still am of the opinion that she's probably stuck in these books. Ah. It's a big risk. <laughs> it's a risk of reading, but one I'm willing to take to save a young dryad. <laughs> Just make sure you don't fall in, too. Well, I will only be reading in public. <laughs> I'll have a reading buddy who can catch me if I'm about to fall in. Sounds like a date night. What are you guys doing? Do we want to head back to the guild hall so we can see uh, if they have any information about Alondra? Ah, uh, yeah, they have the address of Allegretto and stuff. Because on the way back, you tell us about the the club. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So gotcha. that's how that goes down. We're all back right. You at the arrived. Guild, looking at the records. back at the guild hall, and I believe you are seeking out the guild master. What was his name again? Nulasag? Nulasag, yes, that was the one. You go in search of Nulasag. Nulasag. Hello. <laughs> did you did you already go up to his office? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's go to his office. Yelling in the All bar. Right. Yelling in the bar probably isn't the best way to, to deal with him. Mm. No, so you traipse up a long series of rickety stairs. You know this this hall has been rebuilt several times by by unskilled carpenters. And you make it up the stairs alive and knock on the door. And it swings open and you see a very tiny, very old man perched up on the edge of a desk. And he says, yes, I don't recognize you. Mm, well, oh, uh, new blood. How can I help you? G'day. I'm Cliff. Yes. I'm Landis. I'm Alice. Nice you gave you me this tattoo, but then forgot me. I feel rejected <laughs> and discarded. Ah. Well, prove yourself a bit, and I'm sure you'll become more memorable. Thanks, boss. Well, yeah, on, on our proving ourselves stuff, uh, do you know the address of um, uh, Landis? You Do you... You know names. Alondra, Ashcraft, Ashcroft, or hmm. Allegretto. That sounds, think, uh... that sounds familiar. I do believe we have some notes on the Ashcrofts. They hired the guild at one point. Let me consult my notes. And he starts to flip through a Rolodex and pulls out a card. Ah, yes, it appears that Ammonist was in charge of notes that week. Oof. Things are looking a bit sparse. I see. Uh, let me see. What does he? What does he have to say? Um, hot dryads, <laughs> elf boys. <laughs> Ammonist was taking notes that day. <laughs> Oil pit one R. 
Okay. And ah, free sexy times, fifty-seven Killinger Alley. <laughs> oh wow! Sadly, Olive writes the address down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, some people keep better notes than others. I assume that's the address you're looking for, then. Well, if it isn't, I mean, sexy times. <laughs> oh, might as well. It's all part of the job. <laughs> no <Okay>. way. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, well, over on the wall there is the map of the city. I'm sure it will direct you to uh, this Killinger Alley. Yeah, let's go take a look. Yep. You observe the map. It takes you a minute. Killinger Alley is very small, and it's sort of, like we said, dank underbelly of the city. But it's right there on the map. Anything else you guys want to do here before uh, heading over? Yeah. Uh, in the bar, can I get some corn for my chicken? They have that, yes. Thanks. She gets grumpy if she doesn't eat often. Understood. I think the same thing could be said for Olive. You want some corn, Olive? <laughs> uh, sorry, I don't eat vegetables. <laughs> what? Do you eat chicken? Yeah, I eat, I'm a carnivore. I only eat meat. Oh, okay. Well, I, I eat chicken as well. <laughs> I look at the chicken next to you. Oh, it's a snack. It's like carrying ice cream that doesn't melt. So smart. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm a bit more attached to uh, this is um, chook, but for emergencies. So it's more like an emergency ration than <laughs> a snack. All right. Olive gives you a high five. <laughs> uh, bring it down. Bring it down a bit. A low five. Thanks. <laughs> Underhand five. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, does it look like the place on the map is someplace we could walk to? Yes. I mean, you could walk anywhere in the city. It okay. wouldn't take you long. All right. Well, you guys want to walk there? Oh, yeah. Love a good walk outside. Yeah. What All time right. is it? It's quite late. Is it late at night? Uh, no, it's it's approximately mid-afternoon right now. You've only been out and about at this for a few hours. You did have the late start this morning. Cool. Gotcha. We should probably get there before they start partying too hard over there. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, who knows? Mid-afternoon is perfect. Yeah, because they'll be opening up, so they'll be there, but they won't be, like, too high yet, so they'll still make sense. You arrive at the at the opening of Killinger Alley, um, you notice there is a homeless orc sitting on the 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 uh, edge of a curb there. He has a little sign, will slay for food. Um, <laughs> has a little tin cup in front of him. Uh, and a few doors down into the alley, you see... A few doors down into the alley, looking down it, you can see that one door seems to stick out as it is painted bright red. Here, um, hello, sir. Uh, here's a silver piece for you. Ah, well, thank you. Good to meet you. Likewise. Always <laughs> happy to meet a kind soul. Oh, wow. Here, have another silver piece. Oh, <laughs> My luck increases just every day. Thank you so much. I'll eat so well tonight. He starts to get up and drift towards the liquor store. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Ah, Olive, yes? Olive yes? takes out some darts. They look suspiciously 
like the vertebrae and small bones of small mammals. And she goes to put the darts in the orc's cup. Um, these are for hunting. You'll never go hungry if you've got tools. He looks at you suspiciously and says, uh, Ah, thank you. Do you want me to teach you how to throw them? Olive, like, flips her finger and she's trying to hit a fly on the opposite alley wall. Can I roll to hit? Yes. Uh, roll a dex throw. Okay. 19 to hit the fly on the brick wall. That fly is pinned to the wall. I'm like, there's an extra dart for you and that's how you use them. Don't go hungry if you can't help it. Like, good luck, orc dude. If you are really uh, hungry, thank- I can thank give you. you a good berry, which will last a day. Then you only have to worry about buying food. You just happen to have good berries on you? Oh, I can make good berries. Ah. It's it's magic. It's a gift from nature. It will require a use of my magic, but would you like a good berry? Uh, I, I, I'm all right. I'm not really into berries. Thank you, though. I mean, it says they're good. It's good right in the name. <laughs> <laughs> this poor orc is just like sidling closer and closer to the liquor store with like crazy people <laughs> throwing darts and offering berries and <laughs> a little bit hey just before you go uh do you know anything about that red door oh yeah that's that's the 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 club i suppose do you go there much ah no it's uh it's rather exclusive not not really my type <laughs> Have you seen a a little girl with, like, purple berry hair uh, and a green sundress going in and out of there at any point? No, it's not the kind of place a child should go. Well, she's over 100 years old. Uh, Well, I'm I'm not her dad. I don't know. (laughs) What about an older male with oak leaf hair? Oh. Have you seen him? Mm Mm-mm. Actually... There's there's plenty of men that go into that club. Uh, not many I would consider old, but uh, I I believe one of the owners has has oak leaf hair. Not really many of them running around, you know. Yeah. Wow, you've been super helpful. Here, have another silver piece. Oh, thank you so much. A- anything else you want to know? Anything? <laughs> your sign says. Your sign says um, you'll slay for food. Oh, yes, I'm very good at that. Anyone you need slain? I don't... Not at the moment. I don't know yet. <laughs> that could be useful later, though. Yeah, I'm always on this corner. You could always let me know. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. What's your name? Uh, uh, you can call me Billy. Billy will slay for food. Got it. Indeed. Well, uh, if there's anything else I can't help you with, I'll be off. Uh, let me know if you need me. Bye, Billy. Bye. What a nice guy. He sidles over to the liquor store and disappears inside. I wonder what things happened in his life to get him to this point. The world may never know. Olive looks pointedly at the liquor store. (laughs) (laughs) No idea. Yes. Over 90% of all alcohol is consumed by less than 10% of the population. Oh, that's sad. Um, is that true? That's... Yes. <laughs> really? Yes. They're really just doing their bit for the uh, liquor industry, which does need to be propped up. Uh, <laughs> my parents are brewers, so... And they're very poor at the moment. Um, 
So I kind of feel that maybe, you know, maybe if more people would drink, at least what they're brewing, things would be better. Probably. It sounds like you would make more money if you targeted that 10% of people. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's what they're drinking. Yeah, have you tried marketing to that guy? Have they? I'll mention it next time I see him. So should we go check out this club? All right, to the red door. (laughs) All right. The, the red door is right there in front of you. you. As you draw closer, you see that there is a knocker on the door. It's in the shape of a bronze oak leaf with what appears to be a naked man going across the front of the oak leaf. And the the man is the the movable part, like the, the knocker. <laughs> I knock, but I make sure to grab the leg part. <laughs> <laughs> as it makes a sound and a um a young elf woman in a leather miniskirt and strappy leather crop top answers the door and says yes come in come in oh thank you you see a an entryway that is decorated in dark red velvet floor to ceiling. Um, it has a desk along one side with a, a board that says the rules. Uh, and behind the desk, uh, the woman, you know, takes up her position. Uh, she has a stool back there that she sits on. Hi. G'day. I'm Cliff. Hello. Have you been here before? Uh, no, never. Ah, well, um, in that case, uh, feel free to read the rules and let us know if you would like entry. I will read the rules out loud. <laughs> mm. uh, there, there are multiple rules. Uh, it seems like this is a, a nudist club where all items must main, must be put into a locker. Um, the rules there are rules about consent there are rules about harassment um there are rules about respecting the aura of each room um and at the bottom it does say entry one gold piece each okay uh here's my one gold piece uh can can chuck come in with me she's she's naked already (laughs) sure (laughs) okay i will start getting undressed I'll follow his lead. I'll give him a gold too. She clears her throat and says, <clears throat> not not here. Uh there there is a locker room just beyond that curtain. Oh. Okay. Thanks. Do uh, do, do uh Olive and Landis hand her a gold? Yeah, I'll hand her a gold. But I'll also ask, um we're here to see Alondro and Allegretto. We're uh, friends with Alondro's family. Could you point us in that direction once we get inside? Wait, who are you? We are with the Fire-Breathing Kittens Guild. Oh, why didn't you say so? She hands you back your gold. The Fire-Breathing Kittens never pay to come in here. Uh, Actually, I believe Alondro has been expecting you. He asked me to give you this key card to allow you access. And obviously, the the rules of the club do not apply to you, as you're here to see the owner. Oh. (laughs) Cliff puts his clothes back on. (laughs) Only if he wants to. It's very optional. I'll get dressed again. Okay. The woman uh, gestures towards a curtain. All right. Olive goes to the curtain, pokes it. (laughs) It moves like a curtain. Let's pull it aside. 
Uh, you pull it aside. You see a, uh, a black monotone locker room, and there's a door on the other side. So this is where, if we were going to take our clothes off, we would. Indeed. Oh, got it. Let's just go through the door. Ah, you go through the other door and you, there's a small entryway and then there's a long hallway. You see marked doors, there's three on the left and three on the right, and then another door at the very end of the hallway. Does the door at the end of the hallway also have a key card? You're too far away to see that. Okay, I walk forward. Okay. Do you walk all the way to the end of the hallway? Unless something kills me before I get there. No, the hallway right now is empty. Or are they are they open doors or closed doors? Uh they uh, the doors are currently closed, but you don't know if they're locked yet. Let's try the the one at the end. I always find a direct uh process the best. So go straight until you can't go straight anymore and then veer in whatever direction opens up. Gotcha. Going straight might not work in this club. <laughs> uh somebody's caught on. <laughs> Oh, is the final door like an illusion or something? Is it not a door? No, it's just—it's that kind of club. You told us outright it was that kind of club. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right, so we are bypassing the the side rooms, and you come to a a, a door at the end, which has a nondescript uh, black and red pad next to it. Aha! Uh-huh. A keypad, probably. Well, let's try. Let's try a key. Who has the key? Oh, did no one pick up the key? <laughs> uh, I thought that the key was given to Olive, but I'm not sure on this. Oh, okay. Olive puts the key on the black and red panel. Ah, the door the door chimes and opens. After you, she says to her friends. Wow, thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'll go on in with him. You see a T-shaped, or like sort of an upside-down T-shaped hallway uh the hallway does continue straight forward and there is a black curtain at the end of that hallway um there are also two hallways that proceed left and right and all of them have a multitude of what seems to be small rooms coming off of those uh each one of those having a key card as well oh wow this this is a lot more than i signed up for this is complicated three passages the map was made the last time we did this, so, you know. I'll go straight again. Gotcha. You come up to the black velvet curtain. Oh. What's behind the curtain? Olive looks. Ah, you see another nondescript door and a red and black keypad. Okay, I put the key to the keypad. It opens. Behind it is a spiral staircase that goes upwards. Ooh, top level. Yeah, we must be going in the right direction. Do you proceed up the stairway? After you, Olive and Landis. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, what was your class again? Are you squishy? Oh, no, no, I'm just being polite. Because Landis held the door open for me before when we went to the carriage, (laughs) and then you held the curtain open for me. So it's only polite now that I allow you to go first. Thank you, sir. Okay, well... Careful of my tail. I never know where it's swinging on stairs. I tend to smack people in the face. I walk up the stairs and I hope I don't get you. I hesitate for a second to let her get ahead of me so the tail doesn't hit me. Smart. 
You proceed up the staircase and you are in a large apartment. Uh, you can see several rooms. There seems to be a kitchen, a living room, an office, and what looks like a bedroom uh, off to the left there. Uh, this seems like a like a less grand version of uh, the Ashcroft Manor. There seems to be plants growing out of every surface here. I really love these guys' design choices. Like, why aren't more buildings full of plants? What do you do now? Is there anybody in here that we can see? Would you like to inspect the the apartment? Sure. Okay. Where are you looking first? Uh, perception. Go for it. Eleven. Hmm. You don't necessarily perceive anything from where you're standing now. You are still in the entry hall. Hello. Where you expecting us? We're kittens, fire breathing kittens here. No one answers you. Uh oh, the oak leaf wasn't the oak leaf like dying? Couldn't couldn't the guy Alondro be dying? Um Olive calls really loudly. Emergency services, we're going to come in and check to see that you're okay. She does she hear Nothing. any responses? Okay, she's gonna do a another nose based dead body check. This time yeah. I sniff very gently. I don't want a whole nose of it. But is there blood? Should we sp split up? Uh, I don't know well, about let's, that. Let's do the perception check first. Yeah, I'm sniffing for blood. Give me, give me the roll. Eight. Mm. You know, things are a lot fresher this time, so I'll take it. You do smell smoke again. Um, and also a bit of cooking meat. Yum. Ah, this place smells like a, a grill house or something. I like it. Okay. Smoke and grilling meat. Um, Not dead bodies, hopefully. Well, maybe dead chicken bodies, but I look awkwardly at... What was her name? Koo? 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 Chuck. Chuck? Chuck. Chuck. If, Chuck. if Chuck, if Chuck is, is too hard, uh, you can call her Buffer or Buffhead. But I prefer to call her Chuck. Chuck. Okay. All right. Uh, no, ch Chuck. Like look. Chuck. Chuck. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Chuck. Chuck, Chuck is a different chicken. <laughs> Chuck was here before Chuck. Okay. I look awkwardly at Chuck and I don't lick my lips. I don't. <laughs> well, cooking meat, let's check the kitchen first. Yeah. Okay. You walk into the kitchen. Things seem relatively normal. There's still some dirty dishes in the sink, but... No one's cooking chicken in here? Suspicious yeah. lack of cooking. Hmm. Yeah. Did you want to do an uh, investigation or? Let's just, uh, I think we should check all the rooms first. And gotcha. then we can look in detail at the rooms as necessary. Gotcha. Let's try the bedroom. Mm. The bed is messy and unmade. Not a whole lot going on in the bedroom. Hmm. What other rooms are in this apartment? Uh, the living room and the study. <gasps> the um, uh, 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 Alessandra disappeared in a study kind of, well, that was also a bedroom. Let's check the study. Ah, you open the door and you see on the floor uh, an older elf man, remarkably well-preserved, in great shape, little touches of gray in his hair. Uh, laying on the floor with what appear to be burns over his uh, face and ch his face and chest. 
Oh my gosh, medicine check, medicine check. Okay. <laughs> you might want to roll for that. He is unconscious. Oh g- gosh. Uh, A 13. Okay, what are you trying to do? Uh, I'd like to stabilize this poor collapsed person. Okay. And sell it to me. Like specific, what are you doing? Are you slapping him? Are you throwing water on him? What's happening? Okay, so his injuries are that he's burned, right? I'm going to yes. take out my rations and get the butter and try to like put salve on his burn so that it's like, hell, I, dude, I, I'm playing a crocodile. Olive, Olive, don't season him. <laughs> <laughs> I know, what are you eating him? No, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm trying to help his skin heal better by like, you know, helping the burned skin stay moist so it doesn't dry and flake off. Because if the skin dries and flakes off, he's going to lose it. Yeah, here, here, here. I'll, um, I'll, I'll create some good berries, which I mentioned before, and I will feed him one good berry. That ah. sounds like a great idea. Magical HP boosters. Ah, gotcha. So you push the good berry into his mouth, and he he starts to awaken. He's still looking pretty darn injured, but. He he is he is groggy but awake now. Oh my god, what what happened? Are, are you okay? Are you Hi, I'm Cliff. Um <laughs> sorry for pushing a berry into your mouth while you're unconscious, but I was trying to save your life. What Who are you people? Uh we we're, we're fire-breathing kittens. Oh. Oh. Very good. Yes. Um I thought I thought that might happen. I had heard uh, that there there was trouble with the Ashcroft family again. Um, I don't know what happened. I, where, where is Alondro? Uh, oh, um, so, uh, well. We were hoping you'd do that. Yeah, we're looking for well, Alondro. He, he was right here with me. We were just going over the bookkeeping for, for the club for this month. Ah, uh, books again. Hmm. <laughs> if he's right, I'm gonna be really mad. <laughs> uh, well, so to explain like what happened. So you're going over the bookkeeping. Yes, we. Oh, what was it? I we were going over the bookkeeping, and I just I I remember feeling this sudden flash of heat, and. I could swear that I heard someone someone singing something, and then I was here. He starts to touch the the wounds on his chest. Whoa, no, and- no, don't touch those. Those need to soak in butter and gauze. <laughs> I say with complete certainty. Did you did you did you stop him from doing so? Yeah. <laughs> How did you stop him? I reached out my arm with my crocodile hand and I grabbed his forearm to stop his hand from moving anywhere and I said your skin is burned don't rub it off. Uh, he he uh when you grab his 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 forearm uh his hands open and from his right hand a small piece of red and gold cloth flutters to the ground. And um Sorry, sir. Uh, you're Allegretto? Yes. Well, Lady Ashcroft is looking for her daughter, uh, Alessandra, and she said that she might be uh, with her brother. 
does that ring any bells? Well, she hasn't been here. I mean, of course, she would be welcome to visit sometime, maybe when the club is closed. But no, she she hasn't been here at all. Although now I wonder if they are together. Landis, what do you think? Um, do you know where that cloth came from, Allegretto? What cloth? Can you just say from his hand fell a red and gold cloth? Yeah, he did not notice that. This, this cloth. cloth. And I point to it. Oh, oh, I, I, I haven't the foggiest. It's certainly nothing that we own. Every everything in this apartment is decorated in greens and browns. An excellent choice. Do you know what day it is that you went unconscious? Um, because Alessandra has been missing for two days, so I don't know if you've been out that long. No, he's he had only been out for a minute. Okay. Good thinking, though. Very clever. Do you recognize this dead leaf? <laughs> it looks like one of Alondro's. They're normally much more vibrant than this, though. Do you know if Alondro had any enemies that would, uh, Want to burn his leaves? Oh, not that I can think of. He, I mean, his family is extraordinarily wealthy, and the, the magic that runs through them is incredibly old and powerful. It's they're bound to create some conflicts, but nothing, nothing like the Magby incident. The what incident? Oh, the Magby incident. That was the last time the the kittens came to help us. Olive doesn't know that. Yeah. Do you mind if we have a look around at your like? Yeah, your books. Absolutely. And tell me more about this Magby person as we walk around and look at these dangerous books. Ah, she was my assistant, and you know we hired her to help with the club, but it turned out she was actually trying to to use the uh, the the club and our proceedings here against the Ashcroft family to take over their finances with her employer. That's very snaky. Ah, it was. Did that get settled or Oh yes, yes, that's her employer. That that was over a year ago. Around. That was over a year ago. That's all done with now. Did she go to prison or did she die or Ah, she went to prison. The kitten subdued her. Good job, guys. <laughs> hmm? Woo! High fives all around. <laughs> Do you have? Uh I I'll I'll just have a look at these books then. Uh and I'll have a yeah, a flick through the books on the desk. Do you want to do an investigation roll? I shall. I don't think it will go well. Ooh, that's a good roll, though. Let me find my modifier. I believe it's an 18, but it might be a 17. Let's just say 17. Yeah. Okay. Um, you inspect the books. They seem completely ordinary. They're the, the accounting books for the club. Uh, but you do notice singe marks on the desk in a circular pattern. Hey, there's this circular pattern of singe marks on the desk. Maybe someone put down a lantern that caught on fire. Uh, no, it's a large, uh, think like six foot circle. Oh, a very big lantern. Oh. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> on the desk? How big is the desk? No, it's on the edge of the desk, like Got on the it. side. Ah, yeah. okay. Almost as if someone opened a big fiery portal. Mm. Hey, maybe they fell into one of these books. <laughs> 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 
but also there's this big fiery portal sign. As you say the word fire, the piece of cloth uh, starts to glow a little bit. Oh, that's cool. Fire, 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 fire. Uh, It glows a little bit more. Uh, You see some weak sputterings of sparks form in the air. Oh, that's that's going to be really handy. I match pace with him saying fire. So I, we both say fire at the same time. Landis, you want to join? Let's all chant fire. Yeah. Okay. Fire. 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 Yeah, this doesn't seem to be fire. doing much more, but you notice that the edges of the cloth are sort of shrinking. They seem to be, you know how a leaf burns and it just kind of gradually moves? I've seen that. The piece of cloth is getting smaller the more that you do this. No, nope, I stopped talking. Maybe there's more to the phrase. Oh, uh, um, water, wet, um, damp, moisture. I look around the club and I say, hot fire men. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing happens. Uh, uh, Allegretto says, yeah, yes, I must have grabbed this piece of cloth off of whoever took Alondro. Uh, I don't, I don't frankly remember. I wonder where something like this could have come from. Do you remember any uh, magic words that were said that caused anything that started with F-I-R-E? I think that doesn't set it off again. I, I do. I, I just, I remember hearing some singing and I do remember it was some kind of song about fire. Hmm. I think it's time to consult an expert. What do you guys think? I like experts. They know things. Yeah, sounds good. So we're looking for a person who's a specialist in magical fire portals. Oops, F-I-R-E portals. Uh, (laughs) Perhaps we could find one at the magic school? Eh? I don't know. I don't know much about magic, you guys. I just punch things and bite them. Mostly I bite things. Okay. I know a bit about magic, but... uh... I, I mean, this is, uh, I'm new, really, very new to magic. Landis? I know a little bit about magic, but most of it comes from uh, my goddess Scylla. It doesn't seem to be related here. I can do an arcana check, though. Uh, sure. Yeah. I'll give it a shot. Go ahead and roll. Uh, four. <laughs> four. Uh, <laughs> are you using the skill to detect magic here? No, I don't have that. I, gotcha. I, I have a ritual that would, um, uh, oh, I mean, I... If you give me 10 minutes, I could have a look about for magic. Sure. Uh, okay, I'll just set out these um, leaves and stuff. Just don't mind me. Uh, <laughs> just give me 10 minutes. And uh, Cliff starts uh, kind of chanting prayer and yep. putting down, like, uh, different shaped leaves that he pulls out of a pouch in a circle. Okay. So you complete your ritual, no problems, um, and it lets you detect magic in in the area? Yeah, 30 feet. Ah. Um, You will see that uh, the lock on the door uh, glows faintly white, as does the uh, mirror in the bedroom. And you see there is a green glow around a leaf charm on a bracelet that Allegretta was wearing. And there is a red glow to the um, to the piece of cloth that you guys have, as well as a, a six foot 
glowing circle in the air that seems to be dispersing. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. There's loads of magic. Um, but that most interestingly is that, that big circle in the air that's dispersing. I where? try and where? jump for it. Try and <laughs> Olive looks. <laughs> she jump, sees nothing. <laughs> jump and there, uh, grab at it. There's nothing physically there. I jump. <laughs> I'm still jumping. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> where? <laughs> jump as well. Hopefully I get high in the door. <laughs> but the, the, the apparent portal has the same color of glow as the cloth that was taken from the attacker. Right. Okay, maybe if we start, try saying fire and then jump through the portal, which is there, as I point at the empty air. I'm your fire. guinea pig. I, fire. I jump. <laughs> jump. Nothing happens, but the the cloth does continue to shrink Okay, let's as stop you continue that. to try to activate it. We need to... Uh, Allegretto, do you know anything about the magic in here? It is, it is only a small piece. It appears to be part of a larger construction. Alle- Allegretto, do you know anything about the magic in here? There's some from the uh, external sources of the cloth, but also your bracelet up here. Well, do I know that? Oh, Have you told me about uh, his bracelet uh, in the mirror? Yeah, there's magic mirror, magic lock, magic bracelet, magic circle in the sky, glowing red cloth. So I just ask Allegretto if he knows anything about it. Well, not the cloth or the circle, but yes, my, my bracelet is magic. It was made by Alondro. Um, it's a protection charm. And then the, we do have a communication spell in the mirror and a minor magical lock. But the portal's new. What is required to communicate with him through the mirror? Oh, no, it, it communicates to other magic mirrors in, in, in the, the city, not to a single person specifically. Gotcha. I think we probably need to talk to an expert. What kind of expert would you like to seek out? Well, now we know there is a magic dispersing circle. So I'm going to go to the wizard school, to the school where people do portals to, like, other places, like teleportation people, wizards. Ah, okay. So you go to the magic school, you find the wizards. Uh... There's a table of them there. They seem to be at lunchtime. You, you, you find them in, in the, uh, the mess hall. Oh yeah. Or dinner. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the crocodile girl walks up to them. (laughs) (laughs) Students of the, of the school or teachers or something like that. Are you wizards? They look at you. They all have long pointy beards, even the women. And they say, of course we are. Look at this. (laughs) <laughs> I nod at one of the woman's beards and I say, excellent beard, yes. <laughs> um, my friend has a piece of cloth. I think, was it Landis who was holding it? I don't know who was holding it. Someone was holding it. We have this cloth and it was at the scene of a place where... Cliff, how would you describe that? Oh, uh, so there was a uh, dispersing fiery circle in the sky. Of the room, so I guess just below the ceiling. All right. I'm a simple non-magical folk myself, I shrug, and point to my lack of beard. Do you all know anything about this that you could share? Uh, did you hand them the cloth? I don't, I didn't have the cloth. Who had the cloth? It's up to you guys. Landis did. Okay, yeah, I'll hand it to them then. Uh. They, they pass it around, and each one scratches their beard. Hmm. 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 And finally, uh, one dwarvish woman 
takes a hard look at the cloth and says, Ah, ah, yes, yes, I recognize this one. Uh, this is fireworm silk. Uh, typically, the fire sprites on the, on the elemental plane of fire uh, wear clothing made of this. There's only one woman in all of, in all of N- Nicomoy who deals in this, and that would be Jenna. Jenna? Yes, yes, she's she's a, a a seamstress who dabbles in the uh the esoteric and and rare. Does she typically do enchantments on her creations or would that be someone else? Oh, she's she's not magical at all, but many of the things she works with are. Cool. Uh shall we go talk to Jenna? Absolutely. You can find her over in the 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 Weaver's Guild. Thank you. You've all been very helpful. I give them high fives. <laughs> They don't accept your high fives. Oh, rejected. I pretend like that doesn't hurt, but it does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're going over to the Weaver's Guild. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a long hallway with multiple shops. They seem to have very different uh, vibes. You know, one of them is lots of pink tutus. Lots of them is one of them is lots of ball gowns. Um, one of them that you see seems to be. Uh, a little bit more like uh, like a Hot Topic or a Spencer's, <laughs> you know, a little bit more of that kind of vibe. There seems to be uh, a lot of mist and a lot of uh, glimmering spidery type things. Cool. Uh, is this Jenna's shop? Does it? We should have asked for a shop name, shouldn't we? It does say Jenna's on the front. Yes. Oh, okay. phew. The strange one. Convenient. <laughs> Let's go in. Open the you door. You walk in and the bell rings. <laughs> Hello. Yes, yes. Come in, come in, come in. Hi, uh, I'm Cliff. Um, we're here asking about fireworm silk. Ah, that's a rare one. What interest have you in fireworm silk? Well, to be perfectly honest, uh, some people are disappearing and we found this bit of cloth uh that's that some wizards told us was fireworm silk and they mentioned your name and we want to know about how to use it to open a portal that leads to fire mm, she snatches it from your hand she sniffs it says yes yes this is my work what did you do to it this is very rare <sighs> we I may mean, have we- chanted fire in a dumb non-magic user circle around it until it burned to just this small fragment <laughs> <sighs> It yes. was quite a small fragment when we found it. This is fireworm silk. It honestly, I don't have much of it. There 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 isn't much left. It it's mostly bought by the fire sprites. They bring me the silk and I weave it into clothing for them. And they use it to activate their fire magic and let them teleport between the planes. Well, that's really kind of you. Oh well they pay me. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, it's still kind. Like, you could refuse their payment if you didn't like them. Gold is gold. Olive high fives you. Who, me? I tell you what. I do have a small amount here. Not enough to make a full garment. Nothing permanent. But enough that it would allow you to transport probably at least once or twice. The way you activate it is you have to invoke the essence of fire. Typically, the sprites have to sing some type of song that, that ignites their passion. Uh, now, I'll sell you this sash for 30 gold. Oh, uh, 
I have slightly less gold than that. You may have to pool your resources. I have almost no gold. Can we charge it to the fire-breathing kittens? I straight up have like 29 gold to my name. I'm looking at that number on my sheet right now. I have 27 gold. Together that makes 56 gold. Yep, you only need 30. Which is a reasonable tip as well. (laughs) I have two, so I can't contribute too much. Yeah, you keep your two. Um, I'll (laughs) contribute 20. Oh, no, you could, no, I couldn't possibly accept you contributing 20. I'll contribute 20. Let's both contribute 15. Okay. <laughs> okay. Very equitable. I wrote, write down IOUs and hand it to them for five gold each. <laughs> oh, Landis, no. Eh, don't worry about it. No. There's a missing 11-year-old, so I stopped caring about money at that point. You can eh. give, you can buy me a drink later. Yeah. Yeah, you'll buy Will me a do. beer the next time we're out, Landis. How's that? All right. Sounds good. Okay. All right. She hands you a red silk sash and accepts your 30 gold. And she says, now again, all you have to do is think about where you want to go and sing something about fire. Cool. Got it. That sounds easy. Although, uh, Landis and Olive... Do we know where we want to go? Hmm. Does it only go to the fire plane? Well, typically, yes. Between this plane and the fire plane. But uh, I will tell you there, the the fire plane is a very large place, just as ours is. Right. Uh Jenna, if we were to, like, sing a fiery song but didn't know where to go but did it near where a portal had previously opened, would it take us to the, like, last known location? I have no idea. I I don't delve in the magic. I just know the instructions. Do we all fit in the sash is what Olive is wondering. Like, can we stand really close together and tie it around all of our waists? Yes. (laughs) Okay, she's doing that. What do you... Do you know specifically who bought uh, this piece of cloth that we originally brought in? Well, I make a great many pieces. They're typically all the same. They're usually a a suit jacket, uh, and I can only think of the fire sprites ever having bought them. Is there a? They're not like a yeah specific fire sprite that you've done business with that we would know to go to on the fire plane if we get there. Oh no! Uh, all of the fire sprites who want to travel have to have one of these. Ooh, do you have a gotcha. list of them? She hands you a large book. It goes back. 30 years, it has a list of many random names and dates of when they bought them. Hmm. Hmm. This is a lot of names, guys. Well, any from two days ago? No. Oh. The last one was six months ago. Hmm. This is a lot of names, guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I think what we've managed is we now know that the fire sprites uh, try a kidnapping people like ashcroft family members so we we know that and we have a means to go to the fire plane which is pretty good like that's often the hardest part uh so all we need to do is find out where on the fire plane we need to go and tell someone in case we don't come back agreed (laughs) i think you've just told jenna yeah jenna uh are you happy to be our like um 
I don't know, will you go to the authorities if we don't come back? Sure. I'll give it two hours. Thanks. And oh. tell Nulasag, he's our fire-breathing kittens guild leader, that we got a sash from you and are going to the fire plane. He'll figure it out. Oh, we're good friends. I make all of his underwear. <laughs> are they soft? <laughs> they are smell-resistant. Oh, no. <laughs> Too much information about the boss. We'll see if he remembers me later. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, you guys ready to sing a song about fire? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> but are we just picturing nowhere and seeing where we end up? The fire plane, right? Just picture fire. Won't we die? Won't we die if we go to the fire plane? Like... The DM is shrugging, listeners. <laughs> Shrug, you might have to create new characters. <laughs> uh, I asked the shopkeeper, Jenna, I'm like, hey, if a person who's not a fire sprite goes to the fire plane, is there like an ointment we can put on our skin so it doesn't like flashpoint or something? She looks at you and says, child, don't be so afraid. I've been to the fire plane. There are certainly parts that are more inhospitable, but plenty that are just a wonderful vacation home. Okay. Right. Vacation home sounds nice. Mm. Can, can we guarantee that we end up in the vacation home? That's up to you. Let's, okay. We should all picture our favorite vacation home in the fire plane. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't let your thoughts stray to a burning pit of lava, because you'll go there. Don't you think about it. Shouldn't have said Don't that. Don't think about it. <laughs> Let's all think about the same place. We need to coordinate so that we don't end up on opposite ends of the plane. I agree. Okay, what's the the coziest fire you can think of? The like least deadly. Uh, like a uh, the fire in a pipe when you're smoking a pipe. Sounds good. Because you're sitting on a rocking chair. Yeah. Yeah. On the porch of your vacation home. Overlooking a lovely, uh, like, scene of beautiful fire lilies. Yeah. <laughs> it is slightly warm, but not too hot. Yeah. And inside the cabin, I'm inventing a cabin now. Inside the cabin is a log fireplace with s'mores, marshmallows, hot, co hot cocoa. Yeah. Let's just hope that the missing people we're looking for are there, too. Right? We're doing a fire song? Yeah. I don't know if I know any fire songs. The first one I thought of is the song Fire by Queen Bee. One I of don't... the best singers of all time. Kind of like, uh... Who's the guy who did Bohemian Rhapsody? Freddie Mercury. Yeah, Queen Bee has the vocal range of Freddie Mercury. So thinking of the song Fire by Queen Bee doesn't really help me. <laughs> the player who <laughs> plays Olive. <laughs> there's, um... um, there's a song that I can think of. Uh, oh, um, oh! now I've thought of another one. So the first song I was thinking of is The Roof is on Fire, but that has some swears in it. <laughs> uh, there's, isn't there... Oh, no, that's We, we Didn't Start the Fire. <laughs> DM, do we each have to sing a song to be able to teleport? You'll find out as you go. Okay. All right. Can we just make up a song about fire? You absolutely can. Great. Does Twinkle Twinkle Little Star count because stars are big burning mm. orbs? You could always try it. Remember, you are trying to 
Inflame our yeah. passions. Yes, inflame the the capture the essence of fire. I have sacred flame as a cantrip, so I'm just gonna hold that. <laughs> Get it. Party Sick. is over. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. Nothing happens yet. La da 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 da. Nope, that wasn't right. See. La da 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 da. You never got to a part where you said fire. Oh, did I mention the lyrics are in Japanese? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Light it up, baby. Ooh, the sash, the sash starts to get a little bit warm. Ooh. Light it up, baby. The sash gets warmer. Light it up, baby. It, it's, it's still getting warm. Light it up, baby. Light it up, baby. <laughs> you have to at some point get to a point where the word fire is said. Oh, oh give me. We should. I I don't. Again, the lyrics are in Japanese. <laughs> give me fire. <laughs> like, uh, this is not going as well as I'd hoped. Fire. Uh, the word fire was said. Okay. Um, a, I didn't know it. I'll just throw it in there randomly. Yeah, that's, that's what fire. we needed. Somebody needed to sing about fire. <laughs> okay. I wish, I wish I could play the song for you guys, because it's a really good song. It's called Queen Bee is the Singer and Fire. So please listen to that song. She has an amazing voice. Um, I'll try not to be disappointed with the men here that Great Balls of Fire did not come up. Oh. Oh, I didn't even think about balls of fire uh that that would have been a great one anyways yes a a portal sputters to life uh the sash around your guys's waist is getting very warm uh but a portal opens up and through it you see a sandy beach oh wow let's go yeah, we're all tied together so like a three-legged race we <laughs> slump over and fall headfirst through the portal you fall through the portal and as you do uh you, there's a flash of sudden heat as the sash burns to a crisp darn it that was our way home okay oh no we're stuck here living on the beach <laughs> it could be worse and on that note i think uh we will take a break viewers uh joining us this time were cliff hello g'day olive I look nervously up at the sky for a booming voice. <laughs> and Landis. Thanks for listening. All right. We'll see you guys soon. Bye. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. You can subscribe to receive new episodes through your podcast player or by visiting firebreathingkittenspodcast.com or finding us on YouTube. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. You can find more adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Firebreathing Kittens, all one word, podcast. That's right, you can curl up with a good book based on one of our podcast episodes. The authors do a really great job of adapting them into fun novels. And did you know that we have webcomics? Look for the adventures of Firebreathing Kittens on webtoons.com. 
We also have official merchandise on redbubble.com. Yes, that's right. You really can own a notepad with the fire-breathing kitten logo on the front. Welcome back, everyone. We are joined by Cliff. Hello, g'day. Olive. Hi. And Landis. Hey. Who wants to do the recap? Oh, I can. Uh, Go for it. So, we woke up late and all of the good jobs were gone, but luckily some snooty elves showed up and we followed them to their silver gilt carriage and went to see Lady Ashcroft. Uh, The fire-breathing kittens have helped her out once before. Um, And she's missing a child again. Seems to be a recurring theme. Uh, We explored the child's room. Uh, Sorry, the child's name is Alessandra. Uh, She's the equivalent of an 11-year-old. She's gone missing. We tracked down her brother. He's gone missing. So we went and talked to some wizards and found out that there was a, a, a way to the fire plane, went to spoke to our storekeeper named Jenna and sung a song about fire, and now we're at the beach. Okay, yep, sounds about right. <clears throat> you all step onto a sandy beach, sort of falling forward out of that fiery portal, which winks out behind you. Uh, you look around, there's white sand as, as, as far as the eye can see in either direction. Uh, there is a, a rocky area off to the left. Uh, to the right, you see what looks like a hammock uh, between two palm trees. And then when you look a little further inland, you see um, a lot of, of different kinds of trees, mostly palms and just very beachy things. Although most things have more of an orangey red kind of hue than what you're used to. Up above, you do see there are three suns in the sky. A big red one, a medium uh, uh, orange one, and a small yellow one like the one you're used to. Wow. Gosh. There's a lot nicer here than I thought it would be. Yeah. Y'all were scared. Ointments. Psh. Check out all of those suns. Whoa. And uh and the beach. Wow. I've always wanted to go to the beach. I know. <laughs> so I kind of thought it would be a bit bluer, you know? This is kind of orangey red beach. Mm-hmm. Uh cool. The watery part's still blue. Oh good. Is it regular water? You gonna find out? Uh Let's go for a swim. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, toss something in there. It sinks. Is it like burned though? No. All right, I'm going to touch it. You touch the water. It feels cool and refreshing. Nice. Especially after the sand. The sand is very warm. Cliff is taking off his boots. Mm-hmm. Olive is too. And then he will splash about in the water for a bit. Yeah. Off in the far distance sort of um, across this blue ocean, you do see a continent that looks a bit more classically fire plain, probably what you were more imagining. Probably a good thing you didn't land there. A lot of fire on the horizon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. At least the water's warm. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, look, um, this is great, but there's still a missing child and, like, uh, and, and a missing adult, so mm-hmm. we should set a clear time limit on how long we're going to play around in the in the sand <laughs> and at the beach. I suggest we should do no longer than it takes to make a mid-sized sand castle. Gotcha. 
It is difficult to craft a sandcastle given how hot it is here. The water tends to, or the sand tends to dry up pretty quickly. Oh, that's going to take longer then. Hmm. We'll revise it to a small sandcastle. <laughs> okay, you can do that. There are a few fire crabs scuttling around the sand um, as you do so. They, they don't really bother you. How do they taste? You could taste one and find out. Yes, I'm tasting one. Okay, do a dexterity throw to catch one of the fire crabs. Okay, can I throw a dart at it? Sure. Okay, 21 to hit. Yes, you indeed pin a, a, a fire crab to the sand. How's it taste? Like jalapenos. <gasps> okay, spicy crab's oh. actually delicious. I, You're building a sandcastle. I'm having a snack. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's another... 19. I'm just throwing darts at all. <laughs> and the cool thing about my darts is I made them, so I'm like using all of the crab. I'm eating the meat and I'm turning the exoskeleton into darts <laughs> to kill more crabs. Okay. Landis, what are you up to? I'll help with the sandcastle. <laughs> yep, you guys are building a sandcastle. It's it's a nice sunny day. I'm glad you guys are enjoying yourself. But now that that's God. done, we've got a kid to find. So... Mm-hmm. I look around yeah. for a kid. Can I perception check for traces of children? Sure. <laughs> Non-natural 20. Okay. Describe what you're doing. I'm looking for things not put away. <laughs> One sock. You know, <laughs> uh, A Lego. <laughs> you don't really see any human traces here or quasi-human. You do notice that the de- the, the trees are very dense towards inland and you also notice some sounds coming from the rocks down the beach the rocks are making sounds or there's sounds the water is making sounds against them it seems like there's a whooshing noise like it's like it's moving like over something hmm okay well i point out the whooshing noise like the waves are moving over something on the rocks and that the trees are very dense to my friends hmm well I mean, it might take us a while to get through the trees, and if if uh, children had gone through the trees, if Alessandro or um, Alandro had gone through the trees, surely they they would have left uh, an opening. So let's let's go check out the washing. Good point. Okay, so you all traipse down to the left side of the beach. I do. Yeah. Um, can we like get inside of like the rock formation and kind of look around, or will that be too close to the water? Go ahead and make an attempt for that. Uh, what would you like me to roll? Uh, nature. A2. Ah. You attempt to climb up the rocks and then slip on them because they are very slippery. Oh no. Land is down. <laughs> Guys, help. Yep. Take one damage. You skinned your knee. No. <laughs> oh, here. Have a good berry. <laughs> How many of those do you have? Uh, it makes ten when you when you when you cast the spell. Okay. Oh, nice. So I have eight left. Gotcha. Olive hops into the water and uses her swim speed to recover Landis. Okay, you have caught him and brought him back up onto the onto the beach. You are standing in front of a rock formation. The sound coming from somewhere near the center, just around water level. Since it's okay if I fall in because I can swim, I'm gonna also check. Okay. What are you attempting to do? I, I'm just like standing here and perceiving more, getting more information about the sound and the look of it. Above water or are you in the water? Uh, 
I could be in the water. I have a swim speed and I can hold my breath for 15 minutes if I get trapped in a rock or something. So it's probably gotcha. the safest that of everybody I'm... Well, would you like us to tie a rope to you so we can yank it out or you can pull on it to <laughs> signal to us? Yes, that's a great idea. So with my rope attached, I swim around in the water and I rolled a three, which means I got a seven on my perception. So hmm, there you go. Seven on your perception. Um, you can perceive that there are a lot of rocks in the area. There do seem to be some gaps, but you cannot quite tell where the current is flowing. I shrug and I hop out of the water. Well, I guess we tried. <laughs> did you did you truly let the current take you? Because if the current is going somewhere, then uh, if you just let it take you there, you'll go there. Okay, I hop back in the water. I make sure you're holding the end of the rope. I've got a hundred feet of of rope, so. Okay, I dead body in the water and hold my breath for fifteen minutes. Just pull it twice or something or three times sharply to signal if you want us to pull you back, or go completely slack and after fifteen minutes we'll pull it back. Okay, roll a Constitution check. A Constitution saving throw. Yeah, that one. Okay. That is a natural one. Ugh, guys. Okay, you get bashed against some rocks, and you, you hold in there for a little bit, but without like, directing yourself. This was a yourself, bad plan. This was a bad plan. <laughs> you're trying so hard. You just get bashed against a lot of rocks, and then after 15 minutes, you pop up and go, you guys, I don't know about this. <laughs> I tried that, I say, leaving the water bruised. <laughs> I would have oh. thought that water was the most dangerous part of the fire plane. <laughs> I know, right? Take two damage. <laughs> <laughs> have a good berry, Olive. Sorry. Thanks. I am at seven. No, I am at nine hit points. <laughs> so Landis has tried and Olive has tried. It seems like it's only fair that I try to get through the rocks. Okay. Is that what... Are there any of those... Um, fire crabs around mm. that haven't haven't been eaten yet <laughs> yeah there's a few scuttling around okay look crabs know how to get into rock places right mm -hmm. so if you give me 10 minutes i can talk to animals and i'll ask the crabs gotcha nothing well, is nice. attacking you here for 10 minutes you have the time so i go i do my animal speaking ritual Mm -hmm. And then I approach a crab and go, hello, Mr. Crab. Hello. Hi. G'day. I'm Cliff. He says, <laughs> I've been killing them all day. <laughs> I'm sorry about my large um, lizardy friend, uh, but I won't eat you. Do you, hey, um, you, you look like the kind of crab that knows about what's going on on these beaches. Uh, do you know, do you know what that whooshing sound is? I know everybody eats us! Everybody! <laughs> oh, I'm really sorry about all of the eating. Here, have a good berry. <laughs> <laughs> it snips at it with its claws. Oh, yes, yes! <laughs> cool. Um... Do you, do you reckon you can tell us how to get into these rocks? Like for big, imagine you were a really big crab like me. Uh, how would we get in? 
Well, there's lots of openings. There's the biggest ones under the water, but there's a couple up above too. They're just rocks. Cool. There's lots of spaces. Wow, you are so wise. What are your crab? Um, are you are you the king of the crab people around here? Now you're trying to eat me. No, 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 I promise. I promise I'm not going to eat you, and uh, Chuck here is not going to eat you. Uh, I look, know your tricks. Okay. Screw you. He scuttles away. Okay. <laughs> so, um, hey, everyone. Uh, Crab, uh, Mr. Crab there, he said there's there's an opening under the water and some openings above the rocks. So I think we're on the right track. We've just got to get either to the top of the rocks or through the water so i'm going to attempt to climb the rocks okay. yeah hold on to this rope i'll tie it to myself i also have some pittons a hammer and a grappling hook okay that'll make the dc lighter go ahead and roll a athletics check oh boy oh so that's an eight on the dice and my athletics is i think it might be three is yeah, so 11 11 okay uh, there are some minor kerfluffles as you attempt to climb the rocks. You almost fall at one point. People get very ready to catch you. But you do successfully make it uh, to the top of a boulder about halfway up the the tumble of rocks in front of you. I'm the king of the world. There is a small hole just to your left, a gap between some boulders. Hey, there's a gap in the rocks up here. Um, I'll hook the grappling hook onto it and then kind of, uh, pass the rope down so the others can get up. Sure. And then I'll have a look through uh, into the hole and see if I can see anything with my dark vision. Gotcha. You have dark vision. So you can see that there is a sandy bottomed cave in there, uh, that seems to disappear off towards the direction of, of mainland. Um, there is water gushing in and out in a sort of a turbulent path uh, from the bottom. The hole you're looking through is about six inches wide. Oh, ah, uh, oh, I'm not going to get through that. There are multiple scraggly plants growing in these uh, these boulders as well. Gosh, it would be so useful if I could talk to these plants. <laughs> Imagine what they could tell me. Uh, okay. Well, I have a light hammer. Can I try to open up the hole a little bit more? See if we can fit through it. What is a light hammer? The weapon. Oh, like 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 an actual hammer of light yeah. weight. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a lightsaber. You could certainly try, although I think it would take a very long time to hammer your way through a wall of boulders. So like it's just all the way down, but it's six inches wide. It's not just like a crack. No, it's it, it's actually a gap between boulders in the tumble of boulders. I mean, these boulders uh, are, sure. you know, 10 feet across. These are, like, massive pieces of stone. Mm. This is actually super realistic. I've been on a lot of these, like, you know, and there's a bunch of rocks stretching out into the water, and you, like, walk on them, and then there's gaps in between the rocks. Very yeah. realistic, yeah. This is based on San Diego. Yeah, it feels real, yeah. So the... The crab discussion is all we know about that, that he was like, aha, and ran towards the boulders. Uh-huh. Huh. Okay. Well, I guess that's all I know about it. Or did you say that there was a gap under the water? Yeah, I, I told you there was a gap under the water as well as gaps at the top. Okay. So. So, well, you guys could climb up here and have a look or 
since we can't get through this gap, I could have a look around and see if there's another gap up the top here, or we can go back into the water and let the current <laughs> take us. Let me just look at your spells real quick. Yeah, Landis, how good of a swimmer are you? Uh, I'm all right, not too strong. Okay, I'm like actually aquatic, so I'm going to try again, but I'm going to just go in the water and search for 10 minutes, and can I roll a perception check underwater? I have a swim speed, which means that... Yes, absolutely. All right. Yeah, wait, 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 before you go... I have another rope as well, so I can tie it off down here. uh, Before you go, Olive, I've remembered, uh, as a druid, sometimes I can really help people out by doing a little guidance prayer. So uh, as long as you do it, uh, you check in the first minute, I will guide you. Okay. Or nature will guide you through me. I'll take that nature guidance and that rope. (laughs) Does that affect how I roll perception? You get an extra, you can roll an extra 1d4 and add it to your result. Nice. Which is good because I rolled a 6 on the dice. 6 plus 3 is 9, plus 4 is 13. You can detect a turbulent current. Uh, It seems like there are, the base of this tumble of boulders is two very large boulders and there's more on top of them, but they've left a gap between the large two. that seems to go underneath the wall. I have nine minutes of safely holding my breath, right? So I'll explore down there and... The water is very turbulent. You are going to have to roll some athletic checks or something similar. Could it be acrobatics as I try to like kick off the walls to propel myself speedily through the water? Sure. Fifteen. All right. You manage to pass through the turbulent uh, undercurrent. Yeah, if the water pushes me towards a wall, I kick off it and use its speed to direct my own movement. Okay, you you pop up uh, with your head above the water on the other side of the wall. You are in a dark cave with you know, small gaps um, up ahead, like overhead, uh, in several places between the walls of boulders. And a dark tunnel looms before you just after about a 20-foot expanse of sand. Also, Cliff, you do not have... The like dru- druid majory um, cantrip, do you? Druid craft, no. Yeah, that one. No. no, only only guidance and thorn whip. Gotcha. Okay. I'm a little worried about my friends being able to spin kick off the walls, so I call up to them, and the sunbeams coming down from above, and I'm like, Cliff Landis, hey guys, I made it safe. They hear you. Great. Uh, how was the swim? Could have been a little difficult if you weren't a crocodile. Oh, I'm not a crocodile. Me either. Hey, can you- Do we try to follow you in? Can you see any gaps above you that would be large enough for us to kind of shimmy through? (laughs) So, I do have this thing from last game that I might not have told you all about that might help us right now. And I know none of you guys have heard this uh, adventure yet because it just happened, but I have a a bomba fruit, <laughs> which is an explosive fruit that does a d6 of damage or something like that. Basically, I've got dynamite and this is a mine and I'm going to make a shaft. So <laughs> I want you all to stand back. Okay. Like far, far back. <laughs> uh, let's go. Let's go stand. Um. Over. Hey, hey, Landis, actually, while Olive's doing that, let's go have a, a look at that hammock and see if there's anyone <laughs> in it and talk to them if All they're right. 
looks pretty comfortable. Okay, so I want to do um, sort of like a find the weakest part search where I'm like looking overhead and I'm trying to find like the keystone of the arch. I want to know if I were to hit one spot with an explosion. Let me roll that perception check. Non-natural 20. Is there a spot that looks like it's supporting like a keystone in an arch, the other ceiling parts? You do see that on the other side of the cliff face, uh, there is a larger gap that looks like some of the stones are a bit smaller in that region. Ooh, that could cause a rock slide if I... Yeah, okay. I chuck the bomba fruit there. Where are you standing exactly? Not under it. You said it was on the other side, so that means I'm not under it. Are you towards the ocean or towards the tunnel mouth? Um... I just came out of the tunnel mouth, so I'm going to go with near that. You Like you're still under the wall of rocks? No, like, I'm in a place where if this, I expect rocks to come down from my action, that I am specifically trying to bring rocks down. So Okay, so you have moved there. past the bo- bo- boulders into the mouth of the tunnel. Sure. I want to be like 30 feet away from where would be underneath the bottom. Like if, gotcha. if these rocks were going to fall down, I'm like 30 feet away from that. Gotcha. Because I probably right. can't throw further than that accurately with great force. I've seen but... your darts. <laughs> Describe what you do. I chuck a bomba fruit at that <laughs> small pebbled region. That's um, going to be a, a dexterity save. Save? Or not save, throw. You know what I mean. Okay. All right. Um, I rolled a five. Plus two is... Plus my proficiency is plus four. I'm... I'm proficient in, the question is, am I proficient in darts? Am I proficient in bomba fruit? Um, Let's look this up. <laughs> if you're proficient in any kind of projectile, I'll give it to you. I'm any kind of thrown projectile. I'm simple weapons. So I should theoretically be able to throw a fruit. It is sure. a simple weapon. Okay. So, so that means that's uh, 11. <laughs> 11. Okay. Sure. I was only thinking of a 10. So yeah, Sure. Your bomba fruit hits the uh, the area in the gap and explodes, and several of the stones shift and fall down into the cave. Woo! Does the large the boulders creak a bit, but they do not all collapse. Good, I'm not dead. <laughs> did the opening get bigger? Yes, it did. Yay! Okay, you guys probably heard that explosion. <laughs> mm-hmm. We should even from the uh, hammock. We should probably. Can I give this hammock a try first? Though? Yeah, go for it. All right, I'm gonna lay down for a couple of seconds. Do you do you want me to push you in the hammock like a swing? Oh yeah, that sounds fun. Okay, I'll be gentle. I'll rock it gently. A uh, a invisible. You can't see it, but there's there's a mage hand that appears as you're in the hammock, uh, holding a frosty white drink in a coconut shell. Oh, nice! I graciously accept it. <laughs> All right. Would you like a turn, Glyph? Did you take a drink yeah. of that drink? Oh no! Uh, oh no! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did. I'm over here yeah. with my spot poison or impurities in food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, t- take one damage. Don't accept food from strangers. Come on. <laughs> That's poison. <laughs> How was it? How was the drink in oh, the hammock? Tropical. Was it at least tasty? Yeah. <laughs> delicious. <laughs> it was delicious, but it hurt a bit. I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, have a good berry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I want to turn in the hammock. Okay. Will you give me a kind of uh, boost up? Because I'm, I'm a little lower to the ground. Oh, yeah. I do like the uh, cheerleader hold thing where I interlock my fingers to get them up there. Thanks. Cool. You swing wow. into the hammock. 
a mage hand appears with a frosty white drink and a coconut shell. I'll take it. What do you do with it? How to? Mmm. How does it taste? It tastes delicious, like coconuts, but also it's very strong. Take one damage from the from the alcohol content. Oh, ow! Cool. My friends are drunk. <laughs> uh, okay, we That's should probably worth it. We should probably check out what that explosion was and see if Olive's alive. Gotcha. Oh yeah, that seems important. You stumble over towards the rock face. <laughs> Was my rope with the um, grappling hook still up at the top, or was that dislodged? And I believe you left it there. I'll I'll climb up the rope okay. to get to the top. Well, remember, you were only about halfway up the right side of the cliff face. The hole oh. was on the left side of the cliff face, so you're going to have to do some more climbing. Okay. I will uh, unhook the grappling hook. I'm going to follow him up before he does that, so I can uh, be on the same level. Cool. Uh, okay. Um, I will guide myself, and then I'll attempt to climb to the top. Gotcha. Would you like me to make an athletics check? Something, something like that. You can use whatever skill you like, as long as you can make it convincing. Well, with my athletics and guidance, I get a total of 22. You definitely make it all the way up to the top, and looking down the opposite side of the cliff face, you can see a gaping hole. Hey, there's a gaping hole here. Uh, hi. Yeah, oh, hi, Olive. Are you okay? Yeah, look what I did. That's pretty impressive. Is that like uh, something you learned from your monk skills? No, I um, I went to go eat this fruit one time and they were like, don't bite into that. Your head will explode. So I put it in my pocket instead. That's a pretty cool fruit. Did you get any seeds? No, I don't think about farming. Hi, I'm Olive. Oh. I'm a crocodile. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I'll just um, hook the grappling hook up here so Landis can climb up this side. Absolutely. And then, and then right. we'll descend into the open gap together. Yes. Landis also climbs up next to you with the aid of your rope. Thank you for that. And you both lower yourself into this gaping pit, just like your ex's heart. Oh. Uh, can I uh, try to jiggle the rope to unhook the grappling hook, or should I leave it grappling up there? Sleight of hand check. I vote you leave it up there, because otherwise it's going to be hard for you to get... First, you're about to swim through water, right? Which is metal's heavy. And then also, like, how are we going to get out? I can swim out, but you guys will probably want to climb. Well, I assume that um, whoever has kidnapped our peoples, our friends, uh, Alandro and Alessandria, uh, will just um, let them go and let us go free, and they'll teleport us back to where we live. Oh, and you'll lose the grappling hook. Yeah. Mm. Good point. I can, I can always try and throw the grappling hook back up. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to try and jiggle it down. Okay. Oh, natural 20 with you my... You get it. Dexterity plus two. The rope yeah. coils in the air, and the the hook you snatch it right out of the uh, out of the air right after the the rope, and it ends up being perfectly coiled and ready to go on your belt loop. Yep, I'm a professional. Nice. Oh wait, hey, um, no, it's fine. Don't worry, I'll just give my chicken a cuddle. You'll give your chicken a cuddle? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is she scared? Now, well, I was just thinking maybe if we were going to go swimming through the water, I should not 
swim with a chicken and I should leave her on the beach. But since we didn't go swimming, she's still with me and uh, it's probably not best to just abandon her in a cave on a different plane so early in our relationship. So I'll cuddle her and take her with me into danger. Okay. You you see a dark tunnel stretching out before you, heading towards what seems to be the inland direction. Well, I'm a dwarf, so I guess it makes sense if I go first. Okay. Because I'm familiar with the underground. Follow me, everyone. And who does and does not have dark vision? I'm a half-elf, so I think I would have it, but I don't see that on my sheet anywhere. You should have it with elven blood. Oh, yeah, okay, I see it. 60 feet. Okay. I do. Mm, I don't, yeah, you do. I don't see it. I'm going to go with I don't have dark vision. All right. You are stumbling around in the dark. Well, uh, I mean, I do have 10 torches and a tinderbox, so I would like to light a torch. Would you now? Yeah. Okay. I light a torch. Okay. Now now everyone can see. Um you proceed down the tunnel, and you come to a fork with a left and a right tunnel. Are there any signs of, like, people using these tunnels or, like, tracks or anything? Not really. The, the floors here are stone, so they wouldn't really take much in the way of tracks. Then it's always left. All right. You proceed left, and soon you start to hear the sound of trickling water. That sounds promising. Mm-hmm. I continue on. You open up into a large room where there is a pool of water and multicolored stalactites and stalagmites with water dripping down off of them. In the pool of water, you see a collection of gold coins, and you will also see a glowing blue, almost like a like a smaller version of a mermaid, like an undine. It appears to be uh, some, a mixed wire, water and fire spirit guarding the pile of gold in the bottom of this pond. Hello. G'day. She does not necessarily acknowledge you at, at this time. It's rude. I look around the room mm-hmm. and I see if the path continues or if this is the dead end. This is a dead end. There are... I mean, there's a lot to, to see here in this room, but the, it does not appear that there is another path that leaves from this room. Okay. And there's like a little mermaid in a pool with gold? Yes. There's a little mermaid in a pool with gold on the bottom. Um, she's kind of swimming around in lazy circles, kind of like a koi fish. Oh, okay. I take a gold out of my pocket and I flip it into the pond. She watches as it sinks to the bottom and then continues her lazy circles. All right. I assume that if I walk around the room, she won't murder me. So I guess I perception check. Landis, what are you up to? You've been quiet. Um, I'm just kind of watching the merlady swim around. Um, I'm kind of contemplating because I want the gold, but I also don't think she wants me to have the gold. And I don't think my goddess would want me to take it. Oh, yeah, you're a cleric. How does your... Unless we can prove she's evil. <laughs> oh, right. I mean, she's a fae. Are you evil? I shout that out. Are you Are still you above the water? Yeah, I haven't gone in it. Uh, she can't hear you. Mm. Does a 17 perception check around the room reveal anything other than the 
cool with the Little Mermaid? Lots of really cool stalagmite and stalactite formations. Um, you also see that there is a skeleton off in one corner. Oh, dang. Oh, that seems pretty easy. Evil. Landis, just having skeletons laying around doesn't make you evil. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah, you all like Jenna. Wait, did she just have skeletons lying around? It was a creepy shop. Cool. Mm. Maybe Jenna's evil too. <laughs> what does that mean, cleric? <laughs> uh, I guess it depends on how this skeleton got here. Do you want to inspect it with me? I have a pretty okay yeah. medicine skill, but it's not the best ever. Uh, I have plus three in medicine. Oh so gosh, well. yeah, you should inspect the skeleton. <laughs> I'm gonna do an inspection. Yeah, I, I say I, the only thing I know about bodies is I, I happen to eat a lot of them, so I learned anatomy on the wayside. <laughs> but you seem like a All right, well, you would, yeah. Even with the plus three, I only got a six. Mm. It's hard to say a whole lot. There are lots of tiny scratches on these bones. Mm. Super weird. Do you think they got there before or after he died? You can try a medicine check, too, if you want. Sure. Oh. Okay. Should we all do one? You can if you want. I'm n I'm not terrible at medicine. Uh, so that's an eight. And a 17 a... for Olive. Olive can tell that these scratches are arranged in what appear to be uh, bite marks about one inch across. Oh, gosh. Like, like the arch of a human teeth? Mm, think more like a piranha. Uh, I point that, wait, no, my friend was just talking about how if she's evil, we get to kill her and take her gold. So I don't point this out and I leave them in ignorance. Oblivious. Well, it seems like it just a, a normal skeleton. Like, what, is it a yeah. human skeleton or a humanoid? Dwarf? Hard for you to tell now. <laughs> but they might have had cat ears. It's hard to say with just a skeleton. Is it? Is it a child-sized skeleton? No. Okay. It's very old. Okay, well, um, she's not particularly talkative, and there's a skeleton that isn't talkative. Wait, let's ask. Hey, skeleton. Hello. <laughs> Just checking. No response. Okay. Well, I guess left was the wrong direction. Hmm. So you all are planning to leave the gold here in the pool? I have not convinced myself it's okay to kill this mermaid. We can try to, like, step into the pool a little bit, though. You could. Do you do so? Uh, yeah, I'll take my boots off and just go maybe ankle deep. Yeah. The the Undyne swims up towards you and gives... She, she looks almost cat-like. She is very interested, but doing a lot of watchful waiting at this point. Uh, can we talk to her now? You can try. Hello, Undyne. How are you? I am better now that you're here. <laughs> and she smiles at you, and you see a row of very sharp, pointy teeth. Mm. I'm starting to get a little bit of an evil vibe. Uh, Landis, not everything that has sharp teeth is evil. I smile, my crocodile smile. Mm. Maybe all is evil, too, I said to myself. Oh, great. Oh. Uh... <laughs> uh do uh, you know anything about that skeleton over there? You mean food? I like food. Mm. I like food too, but I think we eat different food. Um, oh, any food how did is you good. Come across that food. Oh, any food is good food. 
How did you come across this dude? Hmm, he tried to steal my gold. Oh. Well, I don't want to steal your gold, but I am very interested in your gold. Uh, do you think we could trade gold for food? What do you have? Uh, I have some regular rations in my equipment. Do you have any more crab left, Olive? <laughs> I do. I am carrying 10 days of rations and probably a lot of crab. I killed a lot of crabs earlier. <laughs> I'll throw in some rations then. She she looks over at, at, at Cliff. Oh, um, no, I'm uh, not food. Oh, I've got a good berry. <laughs> Do you show her the good berry? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Her it's eyes good. get very large and she starts clapping. Oh, um, oh. have a good berry. I will toss the good berry into the water. She grabs it and darts off towards the far end of the pond and 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 eats it. A, a look of bliss crosses her face and she she lays there sort of just reclining on on on, on a rock in the shallow end on the opposite side. <laughs> cool. See? <laughs> Was that good food? Can we arrange a uh, an exchange? She's no longer listening to you. <laughs> I guess now mm. if you want to go in and get some gold, you can. But I'm going to stay here on the shore. I'm not going to be the one to go in and get gold. What y'all going to do? I think we should go. I mean, unless, unless, yeah, but she's not responding anymore. We should have asked questions about like the missing children and uh, that we're looking for. Oh yeah. Oops. <laughs> Distracted. <laughs> Let's try the right passage. Yeah, I leave. Since she seems like super excited by that goodberry, I do leave one day of rations. I don't want to spoil her water, so I don't like. I don't know exactly how much food to dump in this pond. So. <laughs> I'll leave her one as well right outside the pond. Okay. And you guys do not take the gold. No, I do look longingly at it as we leave. But... Suit yourself. Um, you proceed down the uh, down the other passage then. Yeah. <laughs> We're <right>. so good. <laughs> you cross the original intersection that you were at, and I'm guessing you're going down the right path now? Yes. Okay. Um, there is, you proceed for, for a time again, and you reach this time an intersection with three different directions you can go. Um, one goes sort of straight into the left. One actually veers up and another tunnel seems to veer down. Always to the left. Always to the left. All right. You go through. It's uh, only failed me once. Yeah. Which you was go just through then. to the left, and <laughs> you find uh, an em a mostly empty room that seems to have uh, a few tables and a roaring fireplace. Does it look like people have been in here recently? Hmm. Well, the fire is still going, but you're not sure if that's because you're on the fire plane. Is there anything on the tables? Uh, some stains from food from old food. Ew! Clean your table. Gross. Are there any uh, other passages out of this room other than the one we came in from? Nope. This one is also a dead end. Gosh. My always left slogan is starting to seem a little incorrect. I think it's good to knock the dead ends out first. That's very kind. 
because I mean, the other option is we just go the correct way and uh, find what we're looking for rather than going down and seeing all the dead ends. But thank you, Landis. There were three options this at this one. Okay. Shall we go back to the crossroads and rule out up or down? Yep, up or down. Any preferences? I think I'd rather go up. Olive? I guess up it is. Let's up go up. Up it is. You proceed up and you start to see light growing in these tunnels. You come up to what seems to be a large room uh, about 30 feet in front of you, which appears to have natural sunlight. You're not in the room yet, but it's coming. How do you proceed? Straight ahead. I put my torch out because I'm conserving fuel. Good, good. All right. And you guys just walk straight ahead? Uh, Cliff is, certainly. Yeah. Right behind him. Gotcha. Yep. Duly noted. Okay. You the, the, the tunnel opens up into a room uh, with eight giant flower pots along along the sides four on each side um there is a green or brown skinned person up to their waist in each flower pot with their hands chained to the walls behind them all of their heads are arched upwards with what seems to be a a parasitic style plant growing out of their mouths with a pulsing red flower on top um, the room has a glass domed ceiling, uh, which you can see trees um, scattered on the edges of. And there is a pedestal up above you with a red skinned man in a red and gold blazer jacket um, who suddenly turns around at your intrusion. Hello. <laughs> G'day. What's uh, going on in here? <laughs> Those uh, interesting plants. Do um, I want to look at the people who are like chained up, and do any of them have like berries in their hair or oak leaves? Actually, yes. One of uh, one of the young men has oak leaves in his hair, and on the opposite side of the room, a girl has uh, dark purple berries in her hair. Oh wow! We found them. <laughs> yeah, you did. They seem to be in a lot of pain um, as these. These writhing tentacles from these parasitic plants are are sort of boring down into them. Uh, I'm going to run up to the little girl and try to get the plant out of her. Okay, what do you do to to make this happen? I say, Alessandria, and I yoink at the plant, um, but gently. Uh Uh-huh. But I yoink at it, and I run up there, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. She screams as it comes out. And she, in a very raspy voice, (laughs) says, Go! Get away! He's gonna kill you! Should I kill him first? Roll for initiative. (laughs) By now, he's (laughs) off of his pedestal. He's coming at you. Okay. Well, I I mean, this is quite the motivation to attack him, for sure. (laughs) This guy seems evil. Yeah. Hey, Landis. (laughs) We found one. (laughs) He does. I mean, I admit. This does seem evil. <laughs> and I'm pro-plant, but... <laughs> but not this much? <laughs> I kind of, like, internally celebrate that I got one. <laughs> yes. Uh, I got a three for my... No, sorry, a five for my initiative. Fifteen right. for me. I got a seven. All right. So, Olive, you're up first. 
Am I within 30 feet of the person who's not a plant? Uh, yes. I, I did run up there. Okay. All right. I did that partially because I am a melee fighter. So um, I have new monk abilities that I'm not super sure how they work, but I think I go and I bite people based on my character sheet here. So I, I don't really know how it works, but it says martial arts can bonus action unarmed strike if use monk weapon attack unarmored and unshielded. So I'm unarmored and unshielded. So I'm going to try to use a monk weapon attack with my lizard folk bite. And I roll, I, I run up to this guy, I open my giant jaws, and I try to hit him with a 17 to hit. That hits. Okay. And then I try to hit him with a 8 piercing damage with my teeth as I'm like, you're going down, dude. Okay. Roll and a then, constitution saving throw. Oh, no. He doesn't taste good. He tastes a lot like jalapenos. <laughs> 11? 11, you have failed that, so please take four fire damage. Oh, dang, I'm down to five HP. And then as my, it says, martial arts can bonus action unarmed strike. I'm going to unarmed strike, which means that I have a melee weapon attack. And that's an eight to hit. Misses. Okay, so I swing at him with my fist and I miss because I'm like, whoa, that's spicy. Okay, and then I tell you guys that I am injured um, by screaming. (laughs) Ah! All right, so next is the Fire Sprite's attack. He gets two hits. The first one, he is going to use his Firestorm ability. And everyone in the room, they make a constitution saving throw. A nine. Both got nines. All right, Olive. Ten. Okay, so you all fail that. And only one damage. One damage to each of you for that. And you also notice that as he sends a ring of fire exploding out from him, it also strikes all of the plant people and they all take damage. Oh, no. Yes. Um, Alessandra yells out, free my hands. It is now uh, Landis's turn. Um, I think I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go try to free your hands. Can that be my action? It can be. There are chains attached. What are you doing to to get to get her hands free? Uh, I have sacred flame. Can I try to cast that on the chain part of it? Sure. You're trying to melt it. Yeah. Okay. How does sacred flame work? Uh, it's a cantrip. It's one d eight radiant damage. Okay. Roll a d twenty. Uh, d twenty. Yeah. Roll it. Roll Just roll a straight d twenty. You got a nineteen. All right, you managed to to melt the the chains where they attach to the walls. Cool. And then I still have a bonus action, so I'm going to cast Shield of Fate okay. on Olive since she's up in his face. Uh-huh. Thank you. What does that and do? That'll give her plus two AC. Yay. Perfect. That's good. I don't feel good. <laughs> and then we need to roll some initiative now for, oh, that's not good. Natural one for Alessandra. Okay, Cliff, you're up. Um, sorry, can I just check when that fire came out, did, uh, did Chuck also take one fire damage? (gasps) I think he would have. Let me, I think Chuck might have two hit points, but I'll just double check. Is he exposed or is he tucked away inside the backpack? She's sitting on top of my backpack. That's where she Uh, sits. uh, That's okay. She has two hit points. So she's, she's still 50% fine. (laughs) 
you may want to tuck her down in the backpack. Okay. Well, I'll think about that. Okay. What would you like to do for your turn? Uh, I will uh, get out my sling and uh, sling throw a sling stone at uh, the fire self. Go for it. Fire spirit. Uh, which I think I rolled a 16, so I think it's a, I think it's a 19 to hit. 20 Perfect, to hit. you hit. And that does three points of bludgeoning damage. Gotcha. So I uh, grab a, a bullet, a little stone, and grab my sling, and I spin it around and flick it in the direction, and it kind of hits the uh, fire spirit. In the throat. Oh. The fire spirit coughs and little little plumes of, of flame come out of his mouth. And uh, then I'll just throw Chuck towards the entrance and I'll go, Chuck, save yourself. And she <laughs> she will, you know, kind of flap ungainly 25 feet out to try and get out of the room. <laughs> yep. She moves out of the room in a manner reminiscent of Ocarina of Time Cuckoo's. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, and that's me. I'll I'll, I'll kind of be th- about thirty feet away from him. Okay, and uh, next up is Alessandria's turn. She grabs a, a bunch of berries from 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 her hair and throw them towards you all. Everyone, make a dex save. Oh, tor- wait! But she threw them to us. Yes, you have to see if you if if, if you're able to catch them. Oh, okay, I was like, I don't dodge, but. Okay, I, I dive to catch? Yes. Got it. I got a 22. You caught it? I only got a 5. 19. Okay. Um. So everyone but Landis gain 1 HP back. I catch it with my mouth like an M&M. Yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, first time in my life. <laughs> like, real life person wishes that she could catch an M&M. Role play. Yeah. Okay, next up is Olive's turn again. Okay, I've pre-rolled my hits. So I know that although I tried to do Hungry Jaws, which is when I bonus action and I bite and I gain my constitution modifier number of temporary hit points once between short rests, I doubt a six will hit. <laughs> so A six does not hit? Oh, so I snap at him with my jaws and I'm like, I'm hungry and you look like fried chicken, which is on my mind for some reason. <laughs> uh, but I miss. That was my bonus action. For my normal action... I am just going to normal attack, and that's a 21 to hit. It hits. Four, three Describe what happens. I I snap at him hungrily, I miss, and I'm just upset, so I, like, (laughs) I just bite him again. (laughs) So I'm like, fine. I would like to bite non-lethally at his ankles to bring him down, because as a crocodile, I am tempted to bring things down to the ground. And you can try, but times. that is not a grapple check. Oh, no, no. I'm not trying to grapple him. I'm trying to bite gotcha. his, his... Trying to rip out the tendons at the back of his leg. Okay. Um, Which is a non-lethal damage, but it's still pretty damaging. <laughs> but you touched him. Uh, make a constitution saving throw. Oh, yeah, this. Rolled a bit better this time. 17. Okay. Uh, you take only two damage. Still up. With three hit points. Yeah, you you notice that he he is made of fire, and every time you physically touch him, it hurts. 
That is my only option. I should really learn how to use my own darts. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, I think it's time. Uh, learn, star, learn how to use darts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, next is the fire sprite's turn. And now he is extremely angry. Uh, he is going to again use firestorm. Everyone make a constitution saving throw. Four. Uh, 20. 12. Okay, so Olive and Landis take full damage. Let me just roll for this. Gotcha. Um, Olive and Landis take two damage, and Cliff, you take one. I'm down to one hit point, you guys. <laughs> and he's still very angry that uh, that he got hit in the throat by by the uh, <laughs> by the the little BB. And he is going to march towards you. Opportunity attack. Do you want to make an opportunity attack? Absolutely. Okay, go for it. Okay, so I have one hit point. Do I bite this guy and take him down to save my friend? Yeah. But I'll die. No, we'll save you. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try. I do have some healing if you want to wait a turn for that. Um, um... You only get one opportunity attack. Okay. I bite him. I bite him. I rolled a 17 to hit. It hits. Okay. I did seven damage as I ripped my teeth into his other leg. He's looking really wounded, but you only have one hit point left, right? I, I do. I think I pass out. Yeah, you pass out. Ah, uh, that's the last I see. It goes dark, and I slump to the floor. No, Olive. Okay, anyways, he was uh, marching towards his Cliff there. And he pulls a flaming scimitar off of his back and makes a swipe at you. Does a 12 hit you? Uh, oh, that's an excellent question. I think it doesn't. My armor class is 16. Ah, he misses. All right. And then it is Landis's turn. Alrighty. Um, I'm going to run over to Olive and tap her with Spare the Dying real quick. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that is cast at will. So do I have time to make an attack as well? I I am not the person to ask about the rules of D&D. I, th- I think uh, Spare the Dying is an action to cast. Yeah, does it say so it's you... an action or a bonus action? That's the question. Uh, uh, one action. Okay, I see that now. But no, I don't have anything else I can do after that. Okay. What happens to me? Am I... You are stabilized. Yay, I'm not going to die. <laughs> okay. All right, then Cliff's turn. Uh, well, given that he's right up in my face now, I'm going to uh, drop my sling, get out my quarterstaff, and try to bop him on the head. Go for it. Uh, which is a 21 to hit. It I've hits. Been rolling very well. Uh, for six damage. All right. Your staff is looking a bit singed. Back to the... Shadows, you flame creature. Uh, and as a bonus action, I'm going to cast Healing Word on Olive uh, and restore her to four hit points. Woo! Wow, I am definitely with a good party. Because <laughs> like, without you guys, I would have died. <laughs> All right. What's your healing word? What did you say? Get up! <laughs> Very, very kind. <laughs> uh, next 
is uh, Alessandria's turn. Uh, she again pulls off a cluster and throws them out towards the room. Um, everybody make a dex throw. This kid's awesome. I only rolled a, a nine, though. Uh, Fifteen. Thirteen that time. Okay. Um, everyone but Olive gains one hit point. And Olive, you're up. How far away am I from Alandro? Alandro, uh, about 20 feet. Cool. I moved him and I bite at the connection between the chains and the wall. What skill are you using here? Uh, an attack roll. And I did a 23 to hit. Okay. Well, I mean, they're chains. You hit them. But uh, let's see. Roll a straight d20. Okay. I have to decide if your attack breaks these chains. I mean, you could let me do damage to them and give them a hit point, And then eventually I would break them. But uh, I got an eight on a random d20. Mm, they are a bit bent, but not yet broken. Okay, I use my bonus attack, because again, I, I have martial arts. Can bonus action unarmed strike if you use monk weapon attack? That is a 18 to hit. Okay, you hit them. Okay, and then I do uh, four damage as I punch the chains. Sure, the chains break. Alandro, you're free. He still has a plant in his mouth. He's He's not looking all that much happier. I'll get that next time. <laughs> also, you you have hands now. Pull the thing out of your mouth. <laughs> That's true. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he does that. <laughs> um, next up is the fire sprite. Uh, so let's see. He is going to cast firestorm. Constitution saving throws from everyone. This is just totally bypassing my AC. <laughs> it really is. Eleven. A uh, natural one. Well, uh, everyone takes four damage. Holy cow, I'm down again. Oh, you're getting stronger. <laughs> okay, and let's see. We have not yet hit Landis, so we are going to march over with the Flaming Scimitar, and we are Do going I to get make an a opportunity swing. attack. Mm, were you that close to him? He walked right up to me and attacked me with a scimitar. That's true. Okay, yeah, opportunity attack. Go for it. I'll swing my quarterstaff at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's only an 11. That does not hit. Ah. Does a 22 hit you, Landis? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and we take three damage from the scimitar. Three? Yep. Oh, gosh. How you looking over there? I'm on one HP. Ooh. And I'm dying. We're not doing well, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Next is Landis. Uh, all right. I'm going to go all out. I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt. Roll a... Oh, natural 20. 25 total. That hits. Yes. And that does 8d6. 8d6? With the crit. Woo. So 28 total. Yeah, he, go describe what happens. So I hold up my hand as he's like walking towards me. He's just taking a shot. And I kind of take the shot, know it's coming. And I hold up my hand and I just flash a light at him. That smacks him backwards and knocks him down onto the ground. As your light passes through him, he starts to turn black and crumble inwards, disappearing into a, cl a cloud of ash, leaving behind a shiny red jacket with a chunk missing from, from the uh, left lapel. I'm dying. 
I'm laying on the ground dying. Uh, well, I can walk over and I can give you a good berry. So I push a good berry down your throat. Yay. And you gain one hit point. I wake up and there's an arm in my mouth. So reflexively, I bite down a little bit because I'm ah. an alligator. But <laughs> like then I see that it's you and I'm like, oh, sorry. And I spit your hand out of my mouth. Thank you. Just imagine I'm one of those birds that can clean your teeth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Wow. What? That, that, was, uh, that, that was fiery. Hey, yeah, shall we help Alandro um, get that big plant thing out of his mouth? Yes. yes. He is still working on pulling that out of him. Apparently, it's very painful how it attaches. There were a bunch of them, right? Yeah, there's eight of them in the area. All right, I'm just going to go around and start trying to do a sacred flame, the chains on all of them, since that worked the first time. Mm-hmm. Yep. You, you man- Some of them take a couple of tries, but you managed to melt all of the chains. I band-aid the rest of the prisoners of their plants. Like a band-aid. Rip it off in one go. Yep. You pull it out. There's a scream with each one. It hurts, but they're free. Sorry. 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 <laughs> like these plants that after they're pulled out, what do they do? Like, do they wriggle or what are they they do they there's there's some wriggling they're they're sort of like half plant half animal there there's there's definitely some you know movement in there um but eventually the the shining red bloom on the top seems to to wither and fade already you guys are dying already oh i the plants i feel i feel i feel that this is a perversion of nature I think that so, you would be right there. So I will uh, burn them after they have been pulled out. Oh my gosh. It's probably a good bet. The plants, not the people. I know, I'm just... Okay. The people are attempting to struggle out of the potting soil, but it's difficult because they are buried to the waist. I, I, I'm curious, can I try to put one of these plants in the potting soil and see if it becomes a nice plant? Like, what if the fire spirit did this to the plant like what if the plants are victims too and the fire spirit was the villain and now it like because you know what if they can grow in soil so i understand your your i understand why you might think that these plants are able to be redeemed but as plants um shouldn't be that wriggly (laughs) i feel that dark magic has been applied to them and the best thing we can do is put them out of their misery with fire. <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to do an insight check on... They are in the fire plane, so... My friend if... Cliff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's trying to feed them. <laughs> can I Grow insight... my pretties. Insight check, Cliff. I'm like... Sure you can. Oh, um, I got an 18. Okay, I'd, what are you looking I'd, for? I'd like to know if Cliff has any ulterior motives... Like, I want to sell these plants. I I can tell you as a druid that things that try to pervert the natural order um, must be destroyed. He does not want to sell the plants. Um, Okay, well, let's just try one in the soil and let's just see if it's if it can be a good plant. (laughs) Let's give it a chance at life. Okay, so I I take the 11 year old because she's probably the lightest to lift out of the soil and Mm -hmm. I, I lift her out of the soil and then I... Try to put the wiggling, gross, parasite, evil plant in the soil. And I know it's reaching from my mouth and stuff. And I'm like, no, no. And I slap its hands away. And I'm like, get in the pot. <laughs> it has hands it. now. 
<laughs> yeah, I slapped the little feeler roots, and I'm like, no. And then I put it in the soil. Is it still wilting? Yes, it continues to wilt. Okay, well, I let it die naturally in the pot, and then I let him burn its body. Okay. All of the people in the pots around you uh, are are working to free themselves from the dirt. Um you can see that they're all dryads of different forms. Um, only the two of them look familiar uh, as uh, looking similar to Lady Ashcroft. Um, what do you do next? Well, hey, everyone. Are you okay? Well, uh, we could we could be worse for sure. It hurts a little, but we'll live now. Thank you. Did the fire spirit explain why he was trying to grow evil plants in your mouths? Uh, he didn't tell us directly, but, you know, every few hours he would come across and, and drain some kind of essence from these flowers. Uh, I, 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 I think he mentioned that they'll only grow in a nature spirit. Wow. He sounded like a pretty bad dude. <laughs> well, we certainly think so. How do we get home, though? Oh, that jacket there um, can open a portal, but... I think we all have to have a, be holding on to a bit of it and singing a song. <laughs> they look at you very strangely. You can trust me. I'm a druid and I'm with the fire breathing kittens and I've just uh, helped rescue you. <laughs> well, um, Alondro just takes you, t t grabs onto your shoulder and, and nods. The rest of them still look at you kind of weird, but they drift over. <laughs> Hey, uh, do we want to try and go home now, or do, do we want to look around this chamber for anything? Uh, perception check? Yeah, go ahead. Whoa, net 20. Woo! Uh, you see the, the skylight above, the, the potting plants, the, the platform where uh, the fire sprite was standing, and scattered around uh, the first pot on the right, you do see a couple of hardened good berries laying on the ground. They seem to have also become ceramicized. Hey, wow. I point them that's... out, and I ask the druid, like, that's weird. You're really up on good berries. Is this normal? Uh, you mean you asked, um, uh, um, you asked Alessandria? No, my friend Cliff. Oh. Oh, hello. Uh, no, usually they last 24 hours, whereas these look a bit sturdier. But I think they came from Alessandria. Alessandria, hey, uh, can you answer Olive's question? Oh, 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 I forgot I dropped these. Yeah, these are mine. Um, you know, this is, each each dryad has has their own plant, and I'm a goodberry dryad. Uh, I, can, I can put the essence of them into these charms. Do you each want one? Yes. Sure. Wow. Sure. Okay. You each acquire a Goodberry charm. This will allow you to summon 1d4 times your level number of Goodberries once per short rest. So it was 1d4 plus level? No, times your level. So like if you're a level 10, you get 10d4. Got it. Basically a little bit of free healing. Sweet. Literally. Literally sweet. Mm-hmm. I would like to use that right away because I'm pretty low. All right. Roll a d4. One. You get one good berry. Keep in mind that good berries are only really good for out of battle healing because they each one takes an action to eat. Mm. That only heals me for one. Yeah, it does. Right. I am at two. 
I go up to three because I do the same thing. Oh, I, I um, call out for Chuck to come back. <laughs> Chuck! <laughs> oh no, we find the mermaid picking chicken bones out of its teeth. Oh, no. God, she would. Uh, she's evil. No. You hear? <laughs> and she uh, flutters back into Chuck. the room. Ah, oh, you're a good bird. <laughs> yeah, back up onto the backpack. She hops up. Yeah. That was your first battle, Chuck. <laughs> She's a great. <laughs> All right. What's next? Uh, All right, so we never went down, but I'm pretty low and have no spell slots, and it's probably more important to get these people back. I Yeah, I think we should just um, go home and uh, never return. <laughs> but then All we'll right. never know what's down. Some mysteries are not meant to be delved. <laughs> That's a good point. So, uh, okay, I'll put on the jacket, I guess. And then mm -hmm. everyone touch me. Everyone touches you. Yeah, okay. they do. And I will sing a fire song. So I will sing, The roof, the roof, <laughs> the roof is on fire. The roof, the roof. A the portal starts to fire. appear. It's spinning. We don't need no water. Let the mother flipper burn. <laughs> burn, mother flipper. Burn. Uh, yeah, okay. A portal opens up in front of you, and uh, people start to file through. <laughs> okay. And people start to file through this portal. Everyone falls about 10 feet as they go through the portal and land in a pile of giant fluffy pillows. There are some other, there's a, there's a lot of naked people around and they're mostly cuddling. There's some <laughs> fireplaces nearby and they're all staring at you like, where did these people just appear from <laughs> oh, as no. 10 people fall out of the ceiling? We're not the weird ones here. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Sorry to drop in on you like this. Wow. There's 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 a guard in the corner who looks at you uh, with alarm and then relaxes when he sees Alondro. <laughs> so sorry about this. Um, I hate to disturb your orgy. Uh, we. This is the cuddle room. Come on, there's no orgy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this it's just perfectly normal naked cuddles. Yep, pretty in, much in the cuddle club. It's fine. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, this is this is the third door on the left for reference. <laughs> Note that. Put that away. <laughs> There's also a door over uh, on on the, the the wall to your right. I go so, through the door because there's an 11 year old here, so I just like take her with me. Yeah, I'm, I'm covering her eyes as we walk out. <laughs> Yep. Uh, you're in a hallway now. There are three doors on the left wall and three doors on the on the right wall, as well as the locker room at the end uh, at the other end of the hallway. You have just come out of the last door on the left. Ah, OK. This looks familiar. So I bet I forget his name. I bet Allegretto. Mm hmm. I bet Allegretto is wondering where you guys are. You want to tell him that you're OK? Uh, Alandro says, oh, of course. And he leads the way uh, the opposite direction, up the stairs and into the apartment. I follow. Uh, he gets upstairs and he sees uh, 
he sees Allegretto laying on on the bed with burns all over his face, and he suddenly gets very sad. That's um, I, yeah. We found fa- we found him like this. That wasn't us. <laughs> I go to the kitchen and I fix the eleven year old a sandwich. The eleven year old looks at you like you're crazy and walks over to start healing Allegretto. She's also a druid, remember? Yeah, I can't heal. I like I'm doing the only thing I can, which is to help people with sandwiches. I, yeah, I I'm spent for the day. I need a good long rest and yeah. then gotcha. maybe I can heal someone again. Yeah. She casts healing touch. Uh the burns fade into almost nothing. He's still a little singed, but he gets a lot better. And as her reward, she gets a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she does. Um, Alondro is very thankful for your help. And he goes over to the the budget balancing books and grabs a small leather satchel that he presses into your hand and asks you to to deliver his sister back to their mother. All right. Give me like uh, a sleep and then I can... (laughs) Yeah, can, can we just like hang out here for about an hour? Yeah. Maybe chill out uh, a little. Sure. Would you like to look in the satchel? Uh, sure. There's time, right? Because I'm not going anywhere for like an yeah. hour at least. Okay. What What's in the box? There's 150 gold. Yay! Nice. Did the jacket burn up completely after I'd sung my song? It did. Okay. That's 50 gold each, you guys. And that concludes our adventure. Hooray. I take uh, 10 of my 50, and then I give five to each uh, Olive and Cliff. I give it back to you, and I say, the next time we're at the bar, you have to promise to hang out with me again, and you'll buy me a beer. The first beer. Yeah? All right. Okay. Then we high five. (laughs) High five. (laughs) I can't accept this money. Thanks. Thanks, Landis. It's really kind, but you keep it. And buy me a drink as well. I'll put it to good use. Thank you for joining our adventure today. We were joined by Cliff. G'day. Uh, Wow. Jeez. Fire. (laughs) Fire bad. Olive. (laughs) Bye-bye. And Landis. Goodbye. Hi, and welcome to Fado, an audio adventure into fantasy, folklore, and fairy tales. Join me as we discover old stories, revisit tales we thought were familiar, and wander through the vast world of fiction, myth, and legend. You never know where we'll end up next, but you can be sure there will be stories to tell. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you once upon a next time. When was it the blessed ancients cast off into oblivion, leaving our bastard eyes to gaze into the black, clawing at the dust? The key to the long-lost dream has at last been delivered. Let the audience of ghoulish scream bear witness. Open their eyes. Mondrea Memories, an immersive audio odyssey through dreamless domain. Decode and reclaim lost memory from chaotic sound. Join the final dreamers at dreamersecho.com. G'day, I'm Basement Saurus, the DM for Dungeons and Dingoes. We're a bunch of Australian mates who've started playing D&D for the internet, and partially ourselves. We stream on Wednesdays at twitch.tv slash basementsaurus, 
and our episodes go up the following Sunday on things like Spotify and Google Podcasts, with our VOD usually going up the day after on our YouTube channel. Follow us at Dungeon and Dingo on Twitter for updates and other news. Cheers, and hope to see you around. Go back to a time where life was simpler, where you could leave your doors unlocked. A time of block parties, bobby socks, and soda jerks. A time to gather around the radio and listen to your favorite sitcom before there was television. So come back with me in an old-time radio comedy time machine.